0: How
1: do you say dice in Chinese? Is it I don't know. I see. <laughs> What the <fuck? laughs> is it? Sh- Toze? No, toads I think it's toads. I want to be like Mei Toadza, May Wenti, or something like that, for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We could I we could have like a, a multilingual
2: NDMP intro or something like that. <laughs> English, Mandarin, and gibberish. <laughs> oh my fucking god uh oh god i fucking hate all of that
0: but you know what that's that's as they say hashtag content i've been thinking about like whether or not we should do a formal intro like hey welcome to no dice no problem the uh award winning adjacent podcast or something yeah, like that. the
2: award adjacent
0: the award yeah you know we can we can call we could say hey you know Welcome to No Dice, No Problem, the award-adjacent podcast on the One Shot Network.
2: The, the Asians represent Leech.
0: The Asians represent Leech. I'm your co-host, Daniel. I'm joined by uh, my co-host. My the, co-Leech. He, <laughs> my, my co-Leech, Drew Kwan, and our guest, Jeremy. Hello,
2: everyone. Uh, our, guest <laughs> Co-
0: uh, our guest, Leech. Our guest, Leech. I bombed in from, from the sky to join this episode. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to No Dice, No Problem. Hello. You, hello. You are, I love this
1: show so much. It is the you best just, piece of content. I'm, I'm not
2: heard. convinced. I'm not <laughs> convinced by your, your your conviction.
0: Yeah, you sound like you're you know you're you're being forced to say that. I really want Chessix to become
1: a sponsor for this for this uh, podcast and Reaper Reaper Mini to a sponsor. That way, I can see you guys totally retcon everything you said in real time. Be like, I'll okay, never, these, I'll never
2: address it. Drew,
0: just... Drew will be like, listen, these Chessex die are what you need for your game. Yeah. Well, I think our content strategy is very much like disparage all of these major corporations and then shill. I think, Listen, that, I think, selling that's, out, I think that's a strategy.
2: Selling out is funny.
0: That's all I got. I honestly think that's going to be an episode. It's just going to be called Daniel and Drew Sell Out. Give that's us enough money,
2: <laughs> and the Asians
0: are done representing.
1: They're now getting paid.
0: Asians represent the man. <laughs> Yeah, he just, represents he just the represent head. the man <laughs> is that the is that the title of the episode when we finally sell out when we finally get our chess sponsorship mm. yeah absolutely i don't know but i do like the idea of no dice no problem being the best award adjacent sometimes gaming podcast i feel like that could be the title like oh, that's yeah. our like, what's, what's your elevator pitch? You, you know, we're the best award adjacent, sometimes gaming podcast. I'm going to write uh-huh. that down. Yes, good. And then that could be, uh, our, our intro because I've been, I've been thinking about the topics we discuss as I was driving today, I was thinking, well, how often do we actually talk about gaming? Because the title implies, Hey, like no dice, no problem. We can talk about gaming we could talk like tabletop gaming we could talk about video games or we could talk about whatever we want and is the the title of no dice no problem scalable with the potential of this show i think it is but i don't yeah, know. I think we're I mean, fine considering how many people learn the dice mechanics in Baldur's gate three like i think it's scalable enough yeah that's true that's true jeremy have you beaten Baldur's gate three
1: I mean, I have barely played it, man, e- even though I'm technically editing guides
0: for it as part of my full-time job right that's now. That's fucking <laughs> like, funny. Yeah, that's I Jeremy, mean, a guide was, writer. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Well, I, I have Mon- I'm just
1: editing the guides. I'm, I'm not like Rocky actually writing writing the content. I'm not actually writing the content for Baldur's Day Three. I'm editing them and refreshing them. And I, like I, I've I messed around with it enough to know what I'm doing there. But like no, I have not had
0: time. To as long as your guides say that the gloves of soul catching are the best monk weapon in the you game. Know,
1: yeah, you know, I I did look at the monk guide yesterday, and I might have to go back and put that in because <laughs> I
0: don't think that. How I, I mean, it, it was like a herial. beginner. It
1: was like a beginner build to the
0: monk. How tear you? <laughs> we didn't, that, we didn't get those gloves yet. carried me to the end game. <laughs> I'm I'm really upset. I Not do want to. I, I, I do want to. I on. do
1: want. I do want to play the game at some point. Like actually play the game. I just haven't had time. I haven't had time been for
2: been
0: anything in. for the last that's, six months. That's I mean, fair. And you go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. The
2: thing is, is the longer you wait with that game, the better it gets. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I, I beat the game within the first couple like big patches. I, I put in my hundred and seventy hours or whatever. And uh you know, now there's a whole brand new epilogue section, like mm. a six months later epilogue section. Which I suppose I could probably load up an old save and play that, but you know, I already had my like finale experience in that sense, right? So it feels weird to go back and do that again. But the longer you wait, the more shit you have to do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the not better I mean, I just, Act three performs in terms of
1: uh your frames. There's so many games that I I, I missed out this year just because I was busy moving to a new country. So there's like Resident Evil 4 I still gotta play. Um there's uh Tears of the Kingdom, I still gotta play, uh Baldus Gate 3, um like everything. So I don't know. Like I'll get to it eventually. Hey, I'll probably get to it one day and then decide not to start with Baldur's Gate 3, but I'll go back and
0: play Baldur's Gate 1 and <laughs>
1: then 2. I've got, I've got <laughs> Baldur's
0: Gate 1 on my phone, on my Android phone. Is, it's, it's hard playing a game like that on your phone, isn't it? It really is. I've, I've tur- cause I'm, I switched to iPhone, so I've, I've, I kept my old Samsung phone, and I'm using it as, like, I had the official Baldur's Gate 1 game on my phone, but I just basically started using my Android phone as, like, an emulator machine. It's basically my Game Boy. My a DM lot of phone. reading to be doing on a little screen. On a tiny little screen, I know. But uh, yeah, too many games. I don't know if I'll ever go back to Baldur's Gate 3 because there are all of these other games I need to play. Like I I need to play Armored Core 6. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am waiting for New Game Plus for Spider-Man 2 uh, and all the DLC that will come with that game. Uh, I'm currently playing Persona 5 and I know I'm going to be on that one for a while. And then I need to beat Tears of the Kingdom. I also need to beat Sons of the Forest. They just added a huge patch, several huge patches to that game. Um, my partner is super into it. Uh, but I need to beat that too. Too many games. Too and many now, games. you know, we, we have all these new shooters and, and everything like that. I just started uh, Rogue
1: Trader the other day.
0: Um, oh, gonna oh, that oh one yeah, for a while.
1: Yeah, but, but the thing is, I'm still, I'm technically still playing Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. So it's like, I don't know, like two, two big ass RPGs made by the same company.
0: Like, I don't know. I, I'm probably not going to be able to juggle that very well. Yeah. No, nah, I would I, say just pick
2: one and we'll yeah, on that one. Yeah.
0: So, one single player game at a time. At a try. Have, have you folks played the new Fortnite Lego? I heard a lot about it. We were it is uh, very good. We're probably going to have to cover it for Rock, Paper, Shotgun.
2: It's it very, sounds very so sad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it sounds I'm, so, I'm, so defeated.
1: It's a tough game to write guides for because it's a lot of like nuts and bolts and little things and it can be tedious. But I mean, I, it's fine. Like Fortnite is what it is. I, I appreciate the Epic Games hustle. But it's not a trying.
0: Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. Battle I, royale. I appreciate yeah. the hustle
1: of like making a game that's now encapsulating many different genres and is
0: the game for
1: like, like if you have no money to buy other games and just want one game, that can be the one game for you.
0: Yeah, it's like it's interesting because they're basically using it as a system and allowing collaborations to come in. So they got like a racing game now. They got like, like they got like a I think there's a rhythm game in it too. And then there's the Lego Survival. It is very very good. But yeah, that's what I, uh, that's what I've been kind of like experimenting with, and it's been really fun. Like I've played like I think ten hours of it, and it's it's got a surprising amount of depth, and it doesn't really hold your hand. Uh, I really like it. Uh, really really like it.
2: It reminds me of, like, back in the day when I used to play, like, a huge amount of, like, StarCraft and then StarCraft 2 and all those custom lobbies where there's just, like, the arcade and StarCraft 2 where there's just, like, 30,000 game modes that people have made. And so you can, you know, because they ended up making StarCraft, you know, same with WarCraft, and that's how Dota was created, right? Uh, Heroes of oh. New Earth, I think, is what it was, it was called initially. I, I remember the original Dota, the mod. <laughs> yeah, Dota, like, yeah, I mod. yeah, I didn't really play Dota
0: as when it became an actual game, but
1: the original. Yeah, Dota, okay. you see what Valve
0: did with with Dota for the holidays? They basically, I believe it was, it was. Uh, they basically sent yeah Dota two. They basically sent thousands of accounts these gifts. Like they got them in their inbox or whatever. I don't play Dota, but the gifts basically contained an item called a toxic lump of coal. And Valve was like, you're banned. And that was it. That's funny. They started just sending people literal digital coal and then banning their accounts for being too toxic. Here's a coal NFT. You're, you're fired. You're, yeah. You're banned. Honestly, power move. Really love that. But uh, as usual for NDMP, we go in with questions from our patrons. In minimal prep. We do have a couple of things on the agenda, though. One is, of course, like Daniel's Curiosity Corner, the segment where I bring a really interesting fact. And I have brought an interesting fact that is very aligned with the branding of No Dice No Problem.
3: Okay. And by,
0: by branding, I mean, if you're a day one listener of No Dice No Problem, there is just like underlying theme of like poop. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I don't think do it even requires a day one fan. I think it comes up every, every episode. And then we have a little mail
0: time segment. Uh, we got something sent to us in the mail that we should probably talk about. But for Daniel's curiosity corner, I have a very interesting one. There is a beetle called the tortoise beetle and the larva of the tortoise beetle in order to protect itself uses something called a fecal shield. Oh, that's dope. And this Same, beetle. Dude. It's like this a feet. I love it. Fecal shield. This beetle literally uses its shit to protect itself. It is the coolest thing. Oh, I saw this. I actually did see this on Twitter. Yeah. So when I was yeah. like originally like looking, I, I like to look at like insects and stuff like in macro photography. When I found the tortoise beetle larvae and then I saw this like. I was like, what is that? And I started looking, like, I, I did a deep dive into it, um, into this, like, fecal shield. Literally, this thing just uses its own shit to protect its body. And if you look at a picture of a tortoise beetle larva it, it sort of employing the fecal shield defense, it looks like a terrifying creature that you can incorporate into a TTRPG.
2: Uh, can I add something to this? Of course. So it's called a fecal shield. But according to this, the larva's anus is telescopic and maneuverable and is called the anal turret. (laughs) That's
1: cool.
0: Yeah. So like this thing literally can use its shit to defend itself. But if you're looking, it's butt bullets. It's got an anal turret. It's got a fecal shield. And if you look at it really up close, it looks like its body is kind of covered with these spikes. So if you scale this thing up, you have yourself a terrifying creature to use in a TTRPG.
2: Yeah, or if it was a you know if it was a playable you know playable race in uh, World of Warcraft, it would be well suited for the role of Turd tank. Turd tank, turn yeah. tank. You know, one of oh, the three classic. You have DPS. You know, Dookie per second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have. How, how are you going to work a know, healer into this?
1: Sure.
2: You have hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. And then you have uh, uh, turret tanks.
1: Uh, I guess it, de- it depends how much poo they produce, because then they could be a DPS class also.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, it's a lot of poo. Wait, DPS, is like dookie per, yeah, dookie per second. Yeah, dookie per second. Yeah, dookie per second.
1: Just be like a little, a little, you know, just be like a little turret that constantly shoots doo doo matter. Yeah, I mean it, but...
2: DPS does indicate that it's not like burst damage; it's like quick elements of damage. So it's small turds rapidly. <laughs> got an anal turret but
0: anyways that was my that was my okay, curiosity a solid stream or spurts <laughs> like Splatoon, like, two, two like Splatoon. Splatoon. yeah you're a kid a now home. you're a squid now oh my god uh but yeah i thought that was hilarious i i think the thing looks terrifying if you scaled it up to be a, like a gargantuan sized creature so listeners if you're if you're a patron you've already seen it because you're watching the you know exclusive patreon video no, we're sorry if, yeah we're so sorry no it's it i think it looks cool and if you're an audio listener. You don't need to pause the podcast. Search this thing on Google: tortoise beetle larva, uh, and then you yeah, can look up the fecal shield.
2: Look yeah, don't that fecal shield. don't pause. Don't pause. If anything, open up another browser tab and play this twice. Just mute <laughs> exactly. one. I would love,
0: honestly, if we could get art. Of the three of us as like adventurers fighting against a gargantuan. Fighting against a turd insect? That'd be cool. Turd insect. Oh, God, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. One day. One day. One day. Now, I think that, you know, a monster like that would be really well suited for an OSR game particularly in yeah, every, is- everything in the world to you is suited for an osr game let's be real let's well, be i'm real. trying to do, i'm trying to do a segue here jeremy i'm trying to yeah, do walk down the
1: street you could see like an ice cream truck and be like that ice cream truck would be so fucking cool in an osr game <laughs> fuck you jeremy
3: that is true that's true God,
0: you're right okay well we gotta do okay what would the ice cream truck be then would it be like a twisted metal sort of thing yeah like
1: a twisted metal kind of thing like an osr game all about v- vehicular combat that's like basically like stripped down twisted metal and like we, like there's like sweet tooth and it's just like all about like oh, yeah. how to make this ice cream truck ram people do crazy damage
0: and like be a maniacal clown yelling at people with like your head on fire as you do it would you play a sweet tooth or would you get to make your own vehicle
1: I think there would be, like, a stripped-down system for making your own vehicle out of, like, mundane vehicles and, like, <laughs> making a super stripped-down driver who pilots the vehicle and has, like... I mean, there's a
0: there's doors. a game called Gaslands. That's yeah, there's Gaslands. Like,
1: that. Gaslands? But Gaslands is, like, post-apocalyptic, isn't it, as far as I understand? Yeah, like Gaslands. That sort of setting. So we don't need to do that. We can just have, like, crazy, twisted-metal kind of arena or, some, or, like, Carnage in, like, your hometown. Um, I
0: think that could... Hey, that's a great idea right there, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? A game... Carnage in your hometown. Yeah, Carnage in that's, Your Hometown. That's a title of an adventure or a Yeah. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. God, that'd be good. <laughs> See, that'd be we go, good. There we go. There we go. You've ruined my segue because I was trying to talk about you know what game I wanted to use I would use? Morkborg. 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 And the uh the the folks at uh at Free League uh were kind enough to also send me a copy of Pirate Borg. To review, and Drew went out and I Drew is
2: buy my own, had to buy my own with my barely above Missouri minimum wage part time job money. So not, listen, that's hey, expensive companies, too. Companies, yeah, it was forty bucks. Uh, companies, if you and, want to send and, and me, thanks, send me thanks to our
0: patrons, we will, we will, we will cover that for you, Drew. We'll cover that for you. But in the future, nah, if I can use to this to extort
2: that. more types of money out of people. I can use this to extort free
0: products out of people. I'm gonna do it. Free League has to send stuff to
1: to Drew moving forward. I got I got the PDF of Pirate Borg a while back, and it looks really fun for
0: like a Monkey Island type of game, which is what I would use it for. There are a couple things that really stand out to me with uh, with Pirate Borg. (laughs) First things first, it's far more readable than Mork Borg,
2: which is not mm. to say that it is in its entirety all that readable.
0: Yeah. Yes, it it is more readable than Morkborg, but the bar is really low. I I like to think that like Morkborg is very much an experience. It's like an aesthetic experience. You you look through the book and you're like, oh shit! But would you actually run it?
3: It is
1: not my choice because I wouldn't run it. I like looking at the pictures and Pirate Borg. I like looking at the pictures. Like I'd like to. I would maybe use it to run like a Monkey Island sort of game, but it is it is more fun to look at than to like crack open as a gm and try to try to find things in the middle of a game i think
0: that's also like there's something to be said about just enjoying it as a book absolutely yeah
1: yeah that's right i
0: think Mm -hmm. you and i have had conversations about just enjoying the the act of just reading a ttrpg book from like a like a world building perspective Mm -hmm. i think the great thing about osr games is that you can look at a game and take a single procedure, take a single mechanic out of it, and then use it in something else. The one thing that I really like about, uh, there, there are a couple of things, I, actually I'll say that I like about Pirate Borg. First one is that I like that it's more readable, though the bar is very low when you compare it to all of the other Borg hacks. What I also like is that it is very clear about like, what its intentions are as a game. It actually says that um, Pirate Borg is a game about grog-swilling pirates, undead galleons, arcane treasures found in ancient temples, and high-seas adventure. It's not a game about slavery, sexual violence, genocide, or any of the other aberrant, real parts of our history. Please treat these topics with the respect they deserve, or leave them out of the game altogether and go hunt some skeletons. I think the if you are looking for a way to play a dark version of Sea of Thieves. Pirate Borg is the game. If I were to take one thing out of it, the one thing that I would actually take are the rules for naval combat.
3: Yeah, uh, same. There
0: is an entire section on naval combat where it kind of walks you through how you can make it engaging uh, for like an entire party or if you're just like one player and you're sitting in like a rowboat. Uh, I really like that and it's something that I would take from this game and incorporate into like any other game that
2: I would play. If if there's not to, a oh sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was say there's not a vast amount of like naval combat systems out there. Yeah. At least to my knowledge. Uh until you get to certain games that are all about just naval combat in a very like war game simulation way. You know, so like having a, a pretty simple, like stripped down version of that is is handy in case I ever need it.
0: Yeah, and I think what's great about the naval combat and pirate Borg is that you can easily port it into any other system. Like if you wanted to do D and D, if you wanted to do Pathfinder, you can do that. And of course, because this is an OSR game, it is very compatible with pretty much every other OSR system. My my choice, if I were to pick one, probably be Rune Cairn. Like Drew, we we've been talking about Rune Cairn and how we want to do like a you know like ice a two or three shot called Rice Cairn. And it's just all it's Asian Dark Souls where we're just a bunch of idiots trying to survive. Karen, you know? Karen is, can, is it Karen or Karen? I always say Karn. Karen. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's
1: fun. It's I, Karen. I haven't played Rune Cairn. I, I played the original, uh, run the original for my brother, actually, and I found it very enjoyable.
0: I think Rune Cairn is, is, I mean, obviously it builds off of Karen, but the thing I like is that it's very much a Dark Souls experience. Yeah. Very much a Dark Souls experience.
2: Yeah, so like a a listen, world's world's first it's exclusive. You know, we we love those. There, we have been kind of shuffling an idea around uh, of yeah, doing this sort of like couple episodes of it. You know, where I run a a rune cairn game, rune cairn however you want to pronounce it, uh, for a couple folks. But that's gonna be later. We're we're busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah we're really fun.
0: busy we're gonna we're really busy with wandering blades right now um but yeah we're gonna do a two or three shot we're gonna call it rice cairn and uh we were talking about inviting you jeremy man i'd be on that what is like what is this is this like
1: in in the in wandering blade setting um or Ooh, is it just, so I don't like, know. Ooh. I we, we haven't really worked, we, we need to workshop um, content, it. Content synergy, Rokugan,
0: like, what's I mean, the thing? Like, oh, you know what? You know what? We did, if Tensha, we, like, okay, so also, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say this now we're actually going to be doing an episode of Asians Represent, and we're going to call it the return to Rokugan. Oh. And I'm going to sit down with somebody from Asmodee to talk about. The revitalization of L5R as a brand, and my experiences as a cultural consultant on L5R. Oh yeah, uh, we're going to also have a couple of other cultural consultants who worked on the project as well. Uh, we're going to talk about you know what that process was like. I actually had a very very positive experience with them, probably one of the best. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about L5R. Uh, but I think it could be funny if Rice Karen was just a bunch of Crab clan grunts going beyond the wall. That's Could cool, be really man. cool. Use Could my, be really hey, cool. It'll take use my
1: hey, favorite hey, pitch we, idea. Here's the thing where, we, they, use, they stand, <laughs> where they stumble upon a rat. Yeah, I forget what rat folk would call an L5R, but rat folk village is corrupted uh, with these warrens They got to go underground. You face Ratfolk folk with like parasites busting out of them. It's just Resident Evil 4, but an L5R. That was, that yeah. was my pitch. Do you know what? Yeah. Drew, that was my pitch. That was my Jeremy project run this? That I, never, I do not have time to run it. No, I don't have time to run <laughs> it. Um, yeah, y'all would can, be run some <laughs> can
2: run it. Modifications that we would need to make as well, because Rune Cairn as a book. Everything's geared towards this like post Ragnarok vision. So yeah. it's very like Nordic, Viking coded. Everything is like, like the Undead or the Draugr and stuff like that. Like everything's very rooted in that. You reskin I'm all of I kind of reskin stuff, but you know, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, I like the idea of doing Rice well, Care and could take- just three chinese dudes and throw them into like scandinavia and never explain it you totally could
0: <laughs> i mean you know. i think that could be funny too i like the idea of us doing like a three episode mini series dude, but, dude but i it, just got the
1: i just got the greatest oh okay, go 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 dude, you got an idea have it, be, have it be three chinese dudes that like you know how we have all these movies and things that are like a white dude raised in Asia becomes like the white samurai. Just have
3: like a Chinese dudes <laughs> raised in like Scandinavia become
1: the ancient Vikings. Like that should be it. That should be it.
0: Just, God, just like like almost up. like a reverse Highlander.
1: Yeah, reverse uh, Highlander.
0: Yeah. Man. Let's God, talk actually, it. that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, just go with it. I love it.
0: just uh, build on that. So like what I was going to say was we could plan for like three or four episodes and we have like a starting cast. But if any of them die, they're out. And by the end, we see how many cast members remain. Oh, it's super gonna be, dark. <laughs> you're going to be cycling through a ton of people. If you, but, if you play, don't, but if we don't make it, the
2: series
1: ends. If you play rules as written. The series <laughs> ends. The thing is, though,
2: it. what if we ended on episode one? And that's just a, that's just. But well, that's it, it. That could be the thing. We could can, we can
0: go through and just be like, okay. You have to try to kill us, but it could be rules as written, and you got to try to kill us, and we got to work together to survive. Wait, is everyone going to be an Asian person in Scandinavia? Because then it's going to be like oh,
1: this little town of like Chinese immigrants, and, <laughs> and, and everyone's try to going,
2: to <laughs> trying to kill them. Everyone's trying to
1: kill us. It turns into a, like a metaphor about racism, and
0: there you go, dude. And then well, well, maybe a- people just come back as different townspeople, and we have like a roster and you end up randomly generated characters and you just grab one i mean that'd be cool yeah that'd be really cool i like yeah the, and then i, I have I, a
2: character that's basically matt damon and he saves all of you dude don't forget pedro pascal was also in on the great <laughs> wall have, have you guys seen the 2007
1: pathfinder movie not based on the game but pathfinder starring carl urban playing as like a white dude raised by Native Americans, of course, who fights Vikings that just come to North America. What? what?
0: This is a real thing?
2: Yeah. Oh, up, yeah, I remember the
1: poster
0: for this. Yeah, look up hey, 2007,
1: yeah. Pathfinder. It's based on like a, Scandi- a Scandinavian movie of the same name. It's called like Pathfinder Ophelos, which is about like uh, a, a, a member of, I think it's the Sami tribe. Right, one one of the indigenous tribes, um, in you know, the the, the Nordic area fighting to survive in the wilderness. Um, but they sort of transplanted that story and put it in North America and had it starring Carl Urban fighting Vikings. I like as a white white dude living with Native Americans. That's what I'm thinking. I like
0: the idea of Rice Cairn being like three Asian Vikings, yeah. And then somewhere the story'd be like, little did you know, the Silk Road went all the way to scandinavia <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great
2: yeah
0: the, that could actually be really funny uh, uh, a little we subversive have it as an
2: anime adaptation and it's called the brown eyed viking it doesn't have as oh much of a god
0: <laughs> oh man the, the I, I like this idea for rice karen we the,
2: gotta do the, it the, the the bowl cut viking <laughs> <Instead> of so <laughs> <the
3: adopted, bowl. laughs> <laughs>
1: So the boys is doing two or just got a bowl cut. He just shows up and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Let me go kill these invaders. Oh, oh yeah, god. dude. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man.
0: Uh, welcome to No Dice No Problem, Jeremy.
1: You're fitting, right yes, You're fitting right in. You're fitting right in. That and the 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 OSR twisted metal. There you go. Two new game ideas.
0: Yeah, car- so we got Carnage in your hometown and the Bull cut Viking. Is that is that basically it? Yeah, oh, this is great, man. man. I actually, <laughs> I we we seriously though we are gonna do rice, Karen. It's gonna be a thing. We got to figure out the story, but I think overall we have this idea that it's gonna be a lethal game. People are gonna die, and we have to work together. And so we want to kind of start by with like a, a cast of folks who are okay with losing characters and are kind of cool with that, like go with the flow NDNP sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we are going to invite you, Jeremy. And we were... Uh, Sounds good. I'm we in. Talk- we were talking about some other folks Like we were talking about uh, Michelle uh, who, who is... Uh, Which if Vermont's. you're listening,
2: this is your first notice of it.
0: Yeah, this is your first notice, Michelle. Who i i need to run delta green for so I was if this never
1: him, happens sure. you're gonna listen to this episode one day and feel sad so there you go no no this will happen we
0: drew and i have been talking about this for like two months i mean okay yeah, know, i think we've been it.
2: talking about it since
0: big bad con yeah so two months since, been since been we since
2: it. i bought rune cairn yeah since
0: you bought rune cairn yeah we've been talking about this since then yeah and like rune my only cairn thing is, is i just don't want game.
2: yeah it's very very cool it's very very cool i like it a lot My only thing is right now. So this is why we're not really going to give a timeline for this. This is just something that we really want to do. Cause y'all are busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that with, with writing wandering blades and we have some deadlines coming up and stuff like that, uh, for, for the project. So, we want to kind of get that in a good place before we move on to take on any other any anything else. Hell you know, yeah!
0: Yeah, we've got a timeline that just greatly accelerated. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know,
1: I know what that feels like. I'm, so my, my major deadline's finished as of yesterday. Seven thousand words
0: done. I can I can relax. So Oof. the reason why our, our timeline has been accelerated is uh, so I was talking to um, talking to Connie uh, of uh, Transplanter RPG. And uh, Connie asked if, if, you know, they could use wandering plates. And I said, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of wrapping up like a functional quick start V2 in December. And then it would just, it kind of, it kind of got spilled on Twitter (laughs) that, that they're going to use it as a supplemental combat system for a part of their sort of their new campaign. Uh, So Drew and I are are finishing up wandering blades and getting it to a functional state, but I am at least as a combat system. Yeah. I I mean, combat and like, it's got a full system. It's just missing the sort of the, we're doing like a reputation system and a whole bunch of other things there. But uh, from a combat system perspective, I really like it. I really like it. It's dope. It, if you are into like historical sort of European martial arts, like HEMA, if you like games like like Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, or even if you like like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, or any Souls-like games that have like a posture system or anything like that, or a game like uh, Ghosts of Tsushima where the combat is really fluid and lethal, I think we replicated it really well with Wandering Blades. Super, Did, super excited! Have you guys been doing like playtests with each other? We're going to do, some, I, uh, we're going to do some something soon. We're actually, after this meeting, we're going to talk more about Wandering Blades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we cool. are going to do some playtesting soon. We'll probably record the playtesting for Asians Represent. Cool. Love to have you on board too, Jeremy, if you ever cool. want to try cool. it in a one-shot. But yeah, we're, we're going to have that done for Connie at the end of December. At the end of December? Yeah, our oh, quick wow. start will be will be done. It's like right now, yeah. it's like it's a it's a sizable,
2: yeah. Sizable you guys, yeah I, yeah.
1: I think I think when I saw it, it was it was it had a lot in it already. Oh, it's yeah, got way not, more than the last. Yeah, okay. It's
2: not like it's not like in a bad state. It's just we okay. need to get those final touches and tweaks in. It'll be like yeah. a. It'll be like a five
0: thousand word quick start. Uh, okay, like yeah, just just the know, system. Yeah, okay. it'll be yeah. like a five thousand word quick start. Yes. But yeah, I'm really happy with that. But yeah, we uh there was like uh the Twitter, they were talking about like, oh, what systems are we gonna use? And uh one of our mods, Spectre, was like, Oh, are you gonna do Cloudbreakers? Uh which is another game that I actually worked on. Mm. And then uh Spectre guessed Wandering Blades, They're like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, cats out of the bag.
2: Yeah, they yeah, so, they were like, I would guess Wandering Blades, but I don't think it's out yet, you know? And they yeah. are like, ding, ding, ding. And we are like, oh, you got God. it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm really happy
0: with Wandering Blades. I think it it very much has like a clear identity, like a unique identity. But uh, we pay homage to a lot of games that influenced it and acknowledged them properly. Yeah, it's
2: it's always That's difficult. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, it it, it, it it is difficult, you know, to try to build something, you know, because... There are so many things out there in tabletop role playing games. There are so many systems and there's so many ways of doing stuff. And there are so many paths that are already explored very heavily. So it is difficult to try to build a a unique thing or a brand new identity, but not going so far off the path that people aren't willing to make that jump. You know, that is always like a a hard part about, about these things.
0: Yeah, I put I put the call out for um, an episode in the future to talk about, I want to talk to like an Asian EMA practitioner to ta- specifically talk about that kind of combat on Asians Rep and talk about like designing combat systems around it. I want to do a lot more. I mean, we've talked about this. I want to do a lot more episodes on like game design and designing our own shit. Um, but we do have like a little wrinkle in our content sort of like output which may actually result in more content, but just not the content that you're used to. Because I guess I'm going to announce this now. I'm going to be out of the country for three weeks. I'm taking a really long, well-deserved vacation. Uh, my partner and I are going to Japan.
1: That's great, dude. Enjoy it. Yeah, we are Ugh, going to be weeds. in...
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I We're going to be in uh, Japan. We're going to like Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, Nara. Uh, we're going to be there for three weeks in January. Oh, yeah.
1: Are you guys got amount of time Stay like, like just topping around our Airbnbs, traveling planning out uh, a route like, com-
0: combination of like uh, we friend, did, local like, friends or I've got local friends, mostly like flesh and blood friends there. Hmm. Like all the people that I play with a lot of the guys that I play with just happen to be in Japan at the same time. Flesh and blood is extremely popular in Japan. Oh, and, I, literally, I
1: literally thought you were talking about, like, family members or something. Oh, like, no, no, I mean, like, I mean <laughs> the TCG. The oh, TCG, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My own flesh and blood. <laughs> My own flesh <laughs> and blood. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, you know, you can have family members in
0: Japan. That's, that's it's, true. it's true, yeah. it's
1: true. Know, I know lots of people who are ethnically Chinese, but they have family living in Japan. So, Japan.
0: yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, like, friends who I play TCGs with, um, they all just happen to be in Japan for family or study. And so I'm going to try to meet up with them that particular game is only published in um English, French and I believe Italian. But it's like <laughs> in Japan it's extremely popular and they play using English cards, but it's being localized. Uh so they're actually going to do like a Japanese print run. So I'm hoping that I can get some of those. Uh cuz I think that would be really cool. But uh yeah, we're going to be in Japan for 3 weeks. Uh or we're going to do like Tokyo for like 8 days and then uh, a week in Uh, kyoto and then another week in tokyo uh kyoto's gonna kind of be our base while we go to places like nara and osaka kyoto's really nice i'm hyped we got like a really nice hotel in kyoto you're gonna
1: gonna spend so much money on like manga and like gunpla and you know uh you have, have you hit up um this
0: is your first time in japan right yeah, this is my first time in Japan.
1: Oh, okay, do you know like the TTRPG shops? Like,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've mapped everything out. I made like a spreadsheet. You can Go to like <laughs> Yellow Submarine and just yeah, but there's only again. a specific Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we planned it all out, uh, and I am super excited because we also got tickets to the Sumo Grand Tournament that happens <gasps> to be going on That's when dope. we're in Japan. That'll be fun. And our the hotel that I picked for us happens to be right next to the venue for the Grand Tournament. And I got us tickets. That's so very fun. I'm really, really hyped. Just got to figure out how to get them because you can only pick up your tickets at a 7-Eleven. Yeah.
1: That yeah. is, I, I, you just go go into a 7-Eleven and show like the thing on your phone and be like, I need tickets to this. Yeah. So we're. I, I'm excited. <laughs> it's going or to be really else. good. Or else. Or else. else. <laughs> Desu. <laughs> and then and the
2: super, super polite Desu afterwards. <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: <laughs> just pointing finger
2: gun, just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're
0: uh, we're going to be in Japan, uh, so obviously there won't be any Asians rep when when I'm gone. Uh, we're going to try to record some stuff beforehand, uh, and then of course when I'm there, I'm going to be you know recording a ton of content. We'll be posting it to our YouTube channel. I'll be so totally of- be like
1: be like feel like "Nihao, guys!" Dude, I'm here in Rokugan, real life Rokugan. Uh, what's right up, now.
2: from Rokugan? <laughs> oh, it's crap Clan. Uh, you just paid off like your crabs. Check out these local
1: Rokuganese Roku, Roku, Roku around here. Roku Rokuganese. Like,
0: what clan uh, are you, sir?
1: What clan are you?
0: I can go to the Forgotten Realms and be like, "Oh, I'm in wah now." <laughs> oh my god. Wait, there's two there's two Japans in in uh in the Forgotten Realms. There's Wa and uh, Kozakura. Is
1: it, is it, oh gosh.
0: Yeah. I so, so I don't,
1: I don't know Karatora. <laughs> ah, yeah.
0: I don't. I try not to remember. But yeah, I, I'm really excited. So I'm gonna be posting be a lot of content I, I, I our like, YouTube.
1: Oh man, I, I want to like pay you to pick me up copies of Sword World or like the Goblin. I'm
0: gonna Slayer pick up stuff. I'm gonna like grab. That. I'm gonna grab stuff. So if you got wish lists, not talking to our audience, talking to you two. uh If you got <laughs> wish list. Let me know. I mean, just just, just pictures are enough because
1: they got like all this cool Call of Cthulhu stuff that's just in Japanese and untranslated, and that'd be cool to see. <sighs> yeah,
0: I I'm I'm there's... really excited. I'm gonna pick up a ton of RPG stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I've just I've just made this massive spreadsheet with my partner, and just all the things we want to do, all the places we want to like, all the things we want to see, foods we want to try. Cannot wait. Um, but I will do my best to uh, bring you folks, our audience, along with me on my trip to Japan. And we'll primarily be doing that through our uh, YouTube channel. So I'll be posting like YouTube shorts there, maybe longer videos, depending on, you know, how, if I can edit them down. Uh, But yeah, very excited to do that. So yeah, the little, little change in content, we'll, we'll probably do one episode. I'm hoping we'll do like a couple more episodes of Asians rep before I go. Uh, We should do, you know, our 2023 wrap up our holiday special. Uh, and then I'd like to try to do at least uh, one episode of NDNP and one regular Asians rep in January
2: before I leave. Uh, but
0: we'll we'll figure that out.
2: Yeah, we don't want it to be like after Big Bad Con when I lost internet for two months and we couldn't record anything with me. And we yeah. had no, we had no backups. Now we're gonna we're, we're pre-recording stuff. So that did we you can, only did you only have your phone for
1: two months. True.
2: Basically, yeah, he only has phone mm-hmm. for like two months. Hey, spectrum. Yeah. I know. Listen, I live in a Venn diagram where none of the other bubbles touch. You know? Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I get you. Hell yeah. E- everywhere Hell yeah. else has a bunch of different, you know, ISPs. Uh, not my neighborhood, apparently. Very Well, s- you're back. You're back. And that was frustrating. We, we.
0: We. We probably do owe our audience an apology because like. We have been so consistent with Asians rep- and NDMP. And then NDMP was on hold for a bit while, you know, Drew, you were dealing with your internet issues. And I'm not going to do NDMP without you. But we're back now. Uh, a bunch no of Drew, episodes, No Drew, comma problem. <laughs> yeah. No dice, no problem. No Drew problem. <laughs> no Drew, no problem. Wait, if it's no Drew, no problem, that means I can do it without Drew.
2: <laughs> I mean, you have a worthy substitute with Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah. We, we I, just start our own show. You start, start cannibalize, cannibalizing your own content. We'll, we'll start out like. I'll oh, just start. Too many start, dice,
1: too many problems. More dice, I'll, more problems. I'll start shaving my
2: head. I'll start shaving my head. Let's all go no ball. I'm, I'll I'm for up, it. I'm for it. I'll set up my background to look like uh, Jeremy. No, no, no hair. No problem. Male. No, no hair. No Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you know what? You'd
0: be funny if we did an If we, Jeremy, you and I started a, a another spinoff called More Dice, No Problem, and immediately we were sponsored by Chess. New, new show right, idea. right off the bat. Right new,
1: off new the sh- bat. New show idea. Pick a mundane thing that you see around you or like on the internet. Be like, how to make that into an OSR game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What do what, what you got? What do you got on your? Fuck! I have a I have a tech tech on my desk. I have this mug with a dinosaur on it. Like, there you go. It's like a little, little fidget toy for me there. Yeah. Oh man. You know what? I love a good, I love a good roast myself. Love, love that. <laughs> I, I, I say it with love. It's, 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 uh, dude, just like, I, it's dude, I love you. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that we've, we've gotten to do like a, a bunch of episodes of Asians rap. And of course for our audience, the, uh, the show so far, a lot of our episodes have been pre-recorded due to time zone constraints. Um, our next episode, I am super excited because we're kind of getting back to our roots and talking to like indie designers uh, who are on like the the up and coming. Uh, talking to a team of folks who started, who were living in India, started designing a system inspired by uh, the various like cultures and religions of India um, and pop culture. And then they're, they've, they've kind of uh, moved to different parts of the world for work, but they're still working on this system called Bludgeon. And I'm That's very, cool. very excited. Um, we're going to do another follow-up where we're going to talk about like the TTRPG scene in India, because we had a really interesting conversation about how the economics of access to TTRPGs. So I'm very excited to, to do that. That's going to be another follow-up. Um, that might even be our January episode.
1: That's that's super important also because like since moving to the UK, uh, one of the interesting quirks here is that when you say Asian in the UK the default is to refer to somebody usually of uh, like Indian heritage, British Indian, yeah rather than like East Asian heritage, which is how mm-hmm. it is in the US and in Canada and places like that. And you know, I don't think we've necessarily touched on that aspect of Asian culture as much
0: as we should have with the show in the past. so it's nice to be able to delve into that. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I'll I'll put you in touch with them, Jeremy, because they're also in the UK. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, really, uh, we've been doing a lot of pre-recorded content. And I think maybe in the future, we might change up how things are going. I want us to do more live streaming. But with live streaming comes the challenges of like wrangling people who are in your time zone and who can, you know, kind of set things up that way. But we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out, especially with, uh, I hope, Drew, your availability, you, you become more available. So maybe we do more NDNP, maybe NDMP becomes live and all of Asian's Rep is just pre-recorded. Uh, we'll figure it out. I think NDMP is well suited to a live show with, with the chaos of it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But I'd like us to kind of nail down our, our segments. Now, that said... We do have one final segment, and it is mail time. Now, per NDMP, we are looking for the big one. What is the big question?
2: Ah, yes, the big one.
0: The big one. Uh, So we have Jeremy, are you
2: familiar with the big one? Yes,
0: I've listened to uh, enough of these to know what the big one (laughs) is.
2: You're a loyal fan. Thank
0: you. Yes, Loyal fan. But we have four questions. We'll we'll start with the first one. Uh, And this, it says you two, but it's going to be the three of us. From Hurley. Hurley asks, you three are thrust into a freaky Friday type body swap situation. What's the first thing you do in your new body? And what is the MacGuffin you need to find or a lesson you need to learn to swap
2: back? Wait, whose body am I in? Am I in Drew's? I don't know. There's okay, three who, of us. Who's...
0: So it's like we gotta, do we like roll for I it? I don't.
2: Do I need to do I need to pull up a random generator? We we could do here, here
0: I've got a D4. So uh if it's
2: no, we can't use that. That's dice. Oh yeah, no dice, no dice, no what dice. What fuck Shit, are you talking right. about? Well, what
0: if it was a Chessex D four? No, fuck. I them, don't care. They don't, they don't I up. don't
2: care. They don't sponsor us. Okay, so let's let's. If they sponsor us, I'll exclusively use
0: Chessex okay. dice.
2: Heads, it's Jeremy for me. Tails is true. Hey, if Chessex okay, gives it. me, if Chessex sponsors us. For like X to, amount of time, he <laughs> like going to change so fast.
0: you to be like, "Yo, if I 10, love ChessX."
2: Listen, <laughs> if ChessX gives me ten thousand dollars, I will tattoo them onto my body. I mean, if ChessX
1: gives me ten <laughs> thousand dollars, like,
2: for yeah. like for like people who use dice, they're like, "Oh, that's ChessX. That's in, that's weird." And that 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 guy has a tattoo, and then for people who don't know what ChessX is, they're gonna say, "Oh, that dude has chess sex written on him." <laughs> Why? What is that?
0: <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I flipped a call. This is a hard one because there's three of us. We we weren't planning on this. Why? Why not you guys do it? And then I'll I'll just say what I would do in both
1: of your both of your okay.
2: bodies. I whatever. mean, if if <laughs> I, I were... don't like the way that sounds,
0: <laughs> that came out
2: really weird. If we, I'll say what I do with your body. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! I'd do is this crazy was... shit. If I was Drew, if I
1: was Drew's body, yeah. Oh, yeah, what, what, what
0: is the lesson that I need to learn to get back? I I already know what that is if I were to switch with Drew. It's something that we talk about all the time. the quest it, to achieve better internet consistently. Yeah, I, I fixed Drew's internet. No, for me it's like I am very very frugal. I don't like to spend money. And uh-huh. uh and if I were to switch into Drew's body, I feel like the lesson would be like I need to I need to live a more a little live a bit more and treat myself. Feel like that—that's kind of the lesson I might learn.
1: (laughs) Just start snorting, blow,
2: and drinking
1: champagne. (laughs) Scarface.
2: Yeah. The world
0: is
1: mine. That's me. (laughs) That that is definitely that's that's definitely The vibes that I give off. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I I I know what I would do. I I I know what I would do. Yeah. You go, Jeremy. Okay, if I was Drew for. Uh, a Freaky Friday type situation. What I would do is I would force my friend group that has only played D&D 5e for like the last 10 years or however long it, it's been to play some other system, to get stuck on some other system, maybe even some super like... I don't know underrated thing, and just get them to stick on that, and then I would piece out of your body, and then force you to find to a reason to, to continue running thirteenth age or whatever for them for the rest. <laughs> no, of no the- are
0: we talking shit about thirteenth age?
1: No, I like thirteenth age. Okay, it's just like it's, it's just like a choice not many people play anymore. And the first thing came to mind, and it's like very not. It's it's like. You know, the, it could have been the evolution of TNT if 5e had not come into play. So it's like, if you, I'm just going to be buying 13th Age books from now on. No more 5e for you. If so you you go to you'd go into Drew's, you'd change all of Drew's home games to 13th Age? Yeah, I would, I would curse your games that they would only be 13th Age. Or even, yeah, no, I, I mean, I 13th, no is probably, 13th Age is probably like too mainstream. I'd make them all be GURPS or something like that. <laughs> That's what I would do. Or I make I make your group start playing rifts or something. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, get them
2: hooked get them hooked on fatal.
1: Get, get them hooked on fatal, yeah. Oh
2: god. Oh god, would, what I, a horrifying. Okay, so that system. so
0: your your thing is that you would diversify Drew's home games. Yes, I would get Listen. it so that your players like,
1: yo, Drew, Drew, what, what is what is this with d 6 edition? You wanna play a palladium
2: game? Like, what is this shit, Drew? Come on, like the way to make me suffer is so so far well, I don't based think on my question,
0: experience. The question is like to get your body back. No, but it's I, a
2: question now.
0: Okay. It's a question
2: now. So the question is
0: how to ruin Drew's life if you if you somehow okay. body
2: swapped? Here's, here's the best way. Based on my experiences in tabletop role-playing games. Would be to get my players hooked on Scion. Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or any. Any. Powered by the Apocalypse game. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) They
1: would only want to run Powered by the Apocalypse. There is.
2: I have no hate in my heart for PBTA. (sighs) However, I have immense dislike on a personal level. I do not enjoy (laughs) it.
3: Fair.
1: so i i, I guess my, my thing was more about like diversifying the games you, you, that y'all you, you play with together but okay. if, yes. to, if, yes. if i wanted you to suffer yes i would get them all hooked on strictly pbta games yes i would make okay, you so, into, then, like, yeah. so what about I me make, then? i would make you into an rpg hipster, hipster from 2016 like just played, yeah. oh my god yeah. hell yeah I mean, Daniel, I feel like if I was in Daniel, I'd just start talking mad shit online.
2: be like, yo, <laughs> fuck Watsi, yo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would go online.
0: You, you'd and, go online, you, you'd go on my Twitter <laughs> account, and you'd be like, Oriental Adventures was lit. Something like that.
2: No, 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 no. no. You, I Listen, if, if I was if I I I some... was trying to ruin your life. Yeah, this is how to ruin uh, my at life. At least uh, how to ruin your TTRPG life. Like, you know, specifically TTRPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would start with a formal apology to all the detractors and haters.
0: You mean like that email we got?
2: got? No, no, I was saying that, you know, in fact, I am wrong, you know? And, uh, you know, I never meant to tell you how to play your games. And (laughs) you should, you know, you're just appreciating the culture. You're just, you know, it just, that's what I would send. And then I would send a (laughs) list, then I would post a list of every NDA that I could break.
1: Oh, <laughs> actually, what I would do is I'd log on your Twitter, and just start making tweets from the point of view of Tapio. But-
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> yo,
3: motherfuckers, cowboy Tapio! That's a bust of my haters, here I am!
0: So for co- so for context, uh, that that's a, that's a deep cut Asians represent reference. So Tapio was the name of my character in our home game, our Pathfinder home game and um worshiper of the nut like god yes pop Louis gunslinger i was can- a looking at gunslinger by my, my whole real small. and oh, my, oh, my, <laughs> no 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 the, the backstory was like, oh, I, was oh, like yeah, a, yeah. I was like a court scholar and my i was he got his
1: body back in the end he yeah got i got body my body back, back in, at the end yeah. actually though he was all fucked up though he i seems still fucked up <laughs> he, he
0: all really i'm like up. uh i'm like um a jigsaw from punisher but Punisher. but the backstory was my my character is just like court scholar who was trying to find you know the you know the the secret to immortality and make the perfect body. Then I made the perfect body, but then s- some motherfucker from the West, Doctor, stranged me out of my body, and took it. Uh, my my spirit was shoved into this doll, and for two hundred years I've been searching for my body as a member of the Pathfinder Society. But because of that, I my character grew unhinged. It was just the most vile character. Yeah, oh, kitbash. He had a kit bashed gunblade. I, I had like a kit bash gunblade that was like a nerf gun. Kept adding stuff to it over and over. And it, it was very, very powerful. But <laughs> yeah. um I was trying to find a name for the character, and I don't know how I found it, but I found the name Tapio on Wikipedia, and Tapio is a Finnish forest spirit or god. And I was reading this, and then somebody wrote that. I think they I I it must have been like a wikipedia edit or something but on it it said they were like the god of nuts <laughs> so nut that god. i just made that my entire character's personality <laughs> he's just a worshipper of the nut god you can ima- you can imagine how we ran with this. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> this, and,
2: this game can never be streamed because we
0: would all be cancelled. We would say that every single time we played. It'd be like, yeah, we It's were not glad that we would get canceled.
2: This. We would just get demonetized on it every would, platform. Probably. That's probably. It true would mis- <laughs> it would yeah.
0: mis- a, it's very misaligned with the, our audience. But yeah, it was a very fun game. We well, played, some we, of our audience. Some of our audience. Yeah, some <laughs> of our audience. It's
2: not enough of our audience is battle horny.
0: That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: I think the NDMP, NDMP the is trying to like, change.
0: People who like NDMP would really like our Pathfinder game. Yeah, it's it's, it's an NDMP audience. It's, Maybe it's NDMP, the yeah, yeah, actual yeah. play yeah, yeah. for like, we played for like a year and a half, a year, a year, a year, yeah. a year or something like that. Yeah, you got you, you got your body back in the end, and you still believe that Cain is dead
2: because he just
1: because after he left, yeah, he, <laughs> you're just like Cain. I will avenge you. <laughs> but my character was like super engraved your <laughs> name on his gun on his gun blade, like like
0: some Card Helsing type shit, like Jesus Christ <laughs> rests in heaven. It's like, like if <laughs> the, the character Scarface in Batman, the uh, the puppet. I say
2: Scar jo. I was like what. Scar
0: that was combined with Alucard from Helsing into like a really unhinged with the personality of Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito's character, Frank, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. started
1: blasting.
0: (laughs) That's my character. But, uh, Hey, maybe we'll, we'll bring that sort of nonsense into rice cairn.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So if I was in your body, I would just start making tweets from the point of view of Tappy. I wouldn't tell anyone I was Tappy. It would just be like, yeah, it just be Vulnered. deranged, unhinged stuff popping up <laughs> on your Twitter. And there'd be,
0: like, threads being like, what's up with Daniel Kwan? <laughs> so, Daniel Kwan's, like, account got hacked? But the, the thing is, if you, if you did that, you'd have to do it in a way where people didn't think that my account got hacked. You'd have to ease into it. They'd be, like, these drill-type tweets.
2: Well, like, well that's <laughs> and, the thing, though. That's you the thing, bio. though. You, we're, like, inhabiting your body. So you just go outside, you get the newspaper of the day, and you take a photo of yourself and you yeah, attach it to the... Like, you know... It's all my no, 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 actually, yeah, you do, is this. Me. You do this, this is me. You just this also, is me, that's true, that's true. Out, you just also write out all of your important government information.
0: yeah, Or you just go, you
2: just go live on Twitch
0: and just start like going oh, yeah, off. You create, you, no, 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 you create
2: uh, Twitter spaces
0: and uh, you yeah, start yeah. going off.
2: <laughs> God.
0: Twitter spaces just... I don't know why. I don't know. Ugh. Anyways... I think we
2: answered Hurley's question. <laughs> I actually have a branch off question, sort of. Okay, um, which is like for for both of you, and this might be throwing shade on systems, and if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. But okay, what is for you, kind of based off of like how do we ruin my TTRPG experience, like from running my games? What is your least favorite system that you that you have played? Not not theoretical. Is, is, but- that, isn't you that you have a question? Isn't that,
1: isn't that a question from like a a person coming like that we have coming up? Because I remember someone posted something similar. Did somebody just, post that? It oh, was my question, wasn't it? My question, dude. I made a question. Remember? Because I was like, did you I, ask a wanna... question about systems? Yeah, because I ask and I ask a question even though I'm the guest, and the question was. Um, what's a system that you thought you would really like? But oh, just, maybe we you, skipped it over. <laughs> you, oh, fuck you guys. Okay, <laughs> well, let's do like, it. Let's do it. Let's it's do just it like, right yeah, now. Yeah. What, what is a system that you thought you would really like, but for um, whatever okay. reason, when you sat down at the gaming table, it just did not gel with you? So that that's basically Drew's question, too. Oh. So we can combine them. So it's like something you really wanted to like. Because I know what mine are, or something that you just maybe could like if you have a better GM or like another chance to play it. But it just, at the moment, you're like,
3: ugh. So,
1: I,
0: go I got a couple. I got a couple. I, I got, I got I'm funny just trying to think wrong. of like, how, like, I don't, I have a really clear answer, but oh. it would burn bridges for me. Oh, okay. It would burn bridges for me with a big company. Okay. All right. All right. Well, not well, okay. Not okay I, I guess something that you can talk about. Oh, man. I, this, this is the only, I've deleted my past tweets so you can't find it. <laughs> i remember right. years ago but i don't think it's a system that i hate because i don't know if like I, I, it was just like know... extreme disappointment i remember you don't have to hate on it it can be just like objective this wasn't for me at the time because like the ones i have are just like not for i've me got a couple i got a couple yeah. so, so like there's this one i bought like the quick start like it was like a box thing and uh i opened it up and i, I thought that this was I thought I was going to really love it and I I just found myself utterly disappointed utterly disappointed not that it wasn't for me it was just like god I feel like I just wasted $50 Mm. which is yeah anyways I think things that aren't for me
1: (sighs) I'm going to I'm going to ask you what that what what game that was after we're done this day I'll I'll type it into the chat right now okay I feel (laughs) like okay (laughs) oh, oh yeah, 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 okay, I, yeah, yeah that's a very understandable that choice. one yeah. was like there's there's like interesting,
0: a there's like a pitch like a promise on what that game is going to be yeah, and then yeah, when yeah, you that's, open that's the book it's like it is not this that
1: is, and then yeah, there was a I, very I think, I think because, it's common to
0: have this feeling
1: when confronted with that yes oh, so
0: yeah. there is another game and I will um, that I think is far superior um, that does exactly what the yeah, okay, yeah, previous yeah, yeah, yeah. I, game I, I agree as I it agree. will do. Yeah, but yeah. you can't
2: even I, say what that is. because yes, I, I, I can't know, say what can have that have is because it'll give away to other to the other thing. People listening, yeah. people listening, you know, yeah. this
1: is not D&D or like a mainstream. It's not a mainstream, mainstream. game. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like your D&Ds or Pathfinders or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, though. I want like to play, play that, that other
2: shot. one, though. So uh,
0: while you're looking. I know, I know. Yeah, wasn't for me. The. Fantasy Flight Star Wars. OK. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like custom dice.
2: custom dice. Yeah, I awesome. don't like custom dice.
0: I really love the production quality of it. I, I mean, I love Star Wars, but I fucking hate custom dice. Like, just don't care for them. Yeah, that's the was... it's, it's not that I don't like the system or anything. It's just yeah, not for me. Mm-hmm. There's okay. my there's my very very vanilla answer.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I I've only played a couple sessions and I and I did not have to run it. You know. But my impression when in those couple sessions that I played was I, I enjoyed the idea of it, but it seemed difficult for the GM to interpret what those results sometimes meant because it's not quite as objective as like a pure hit or miss. Like there's sometimes extra, you know, there's that in-between nuance of like, okay, well, they have these extra success die. What do I make that into? You know, like stuff like that. That seemed to get a little bit difficult. Okay. What about you, Jeremy? Are you talking what about... What do you oh, fucking hate? Was was that about
1: Fantasy Flight Star Wars, Drew?
0: Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to name drop something totally different. I didn't no, no, no. He's, I didn't he was, say... He's building on Star
2: Wars. I want to know uh, what you hate. Okay, so, so, Drew, I... is
0: Fantasy Flight Star Wars your answer, too?
2: Oh, no. Absolutely Okay, so what is have, your answer? I have mine... Well, hold on, Jeremy. Go use your. Okay, turn. so I,
1: I I have two, and and I don't hate them. They're just not for me. The first one is 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 Vampire the Masquerade, like and World of Darkness games in general. Okay. I feel like I like the lore a lot, um, and I enjoy reading the books just to like figure out the you know the the you know what the world of darkness is like where where werewolves represent what vampires represent whatever but my experience playing at vampire the masquerade table was not good because i had just moved to new york city and i was trying to make friends and i went to a gaming cafe and i i I played a paid game like i paid money okay i paid money to play a vampire campaign and i was like this will be fun like this like because it was a really nice cafe and you know it's Everything seemed really good. And the GM, the storyteller seemed like he knew what he was doing. And I was like, I, I didn't know other people that played non d games at the time. So I was like, perfect chance. Learn a new system. Jumped in. It was exactly what you might expect a bad Vampire the Masquerade experience to be. Like oh, there, no. was one, there was one dude at the table who created this like vampire hacker character that just wanted to be the coolest character, the most edgy goth lord scene stealer throughout the entire time we're playing and the the gm could not bring the spotlight from him to the rest of us in an adequate manner so i was sitting there feeling like i really wanted to lean into my character i really wanted to learn the ropes i really wanted to you know figure out how to exemplify my character through all the cool lore in the game but i just couldn't because it just came down to this dude kind of stealing the show and us following him around and I don't think we had the safety tools or the X card type things or, or any sort of um, way to express how we were feeling at the time. But I just walked away feeling like I wasted my time and I wasted my money and it was expensive. It was like $80 oh, for shit. like five sessions or something oh, like that. Oh, and, and shit. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, five it's, sessions. It's not, five sessions, not that bad. I, yeah. I, I think a four, maybe four sessions, but yeah. it, it was not like, it was, it was just a bad experience. And I think, I would only play a world of darkness game with somebody that, you know, was able to give a new player space and able to carefully introduce you to the lore and able to kind of not fall into that habit. Okay. There's one dude that knew way more lore than everyone else and had this edgy character he wanted to showboat with like, like, yeah, it was just a bad experience.
0: This is the thing with me with world of darkness is, is the same thing with actually pirate Borg. Uh, Once again, Thank you, Freely, for sending us a copy of Pirate Borg. I have, I have another no, one. No, though, no, no, no. There's my, no us.
2: There's no us sending, sending me. To Daniel. Sending
0: us as Asians represent. Drew it <laughs> yeah, really bitter yeah. there. <laughs> it,
2: it, is, it is. much appreciated.
0: But I will say, I will say that with games like Pirate Borg and like Vampire, my pop culture influences will prevent me from playing those games as they're like written. Like, mm, yeah. you know, I love Blade. I love Underworld and I know that's not going to mash mesh as well with vampire, but I also really love what we do in the shadows. That's true. And I will just want to be Colin Robinson, the energy vampire and it, yeah. won't, it won't work. And same with like pirate Borg. I love a few folks watch our flag means death. No. Oh, incredible comedy it's
2: on HBO maps, right?
0: Yeah. I, yeah we, no, I watch it on crave, but like it would prevent me from playing pirate Borg seriously. But I get that about vampire. It's also and why I never just, tried We just it. didn't have like a GM who told us really how to play. Like yeah. we, we
1: kind of just started f- rolling for things, and the one dude took over, and we all became his accomplices, and, and it just it was not fun whatsoever. I think it, like later I learned that the character that I created also. I think it was a, I think it was a Nosferat, no, I don't even remember, a Malkavian or something like that. Like the character was not suited to a game like Vampire: The Masquerade. I later reskinned the character, used him as a Call of Cthulhu character and he was much better at that sort of like investigation kind of game. But for a roleplay heavy game about yeah. vampires it just didn't
0: work out. And I sent you
1: another I, one, of do I can't say.
0: Since another one of mine.
3: Oh, okay. Ah.
1: Um, I I have a I have another one that is related to everything we've been talking about, and it is actually free league games.
0: Oh. I want I want to like free league games. Hey, free free league? league games. Jeremy does not represent. Asians represent. No, just,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I really want to like free league games. I think their games are beautiful, and I I you know I all the properties they have like the One Ring, um, Pirate Borg stuff like that. I I think they're awesome. But every experience I've had playing a free league game i have come away a little lukewarm with the exception of maybe vason vason was okay oh, i need is, to try is that their, one it's their scandinavian call of cthulhu sort of game and i liked it decently enough because i like call of cthulhu um however i also played forbidden lands and i played simbarum i think it's Symbarum, called Yeah, the other 21 i had mediocre experiences with both probably because and i think this is more of just i need to Play them again in the future with the right group the gm ran those games both like D. oh
0: yeah you're not supposed to do yeah. that you're and
1: not. and the second we started doing grid-based combat um, was the moment that simbarm fell apart for me because simbarm has a very cool setting it takes place in this uh scandinavian sort of forest and it leads into heavily into this dark fantasy vibe but you do not need to use a grid for that it, it no. works poorly with the grid and you need to kind of hack together rules because the game doesn't expect you to play with the grid and i think uh the same happened when i tried to play forbidden lands and so i think there's a there's a lesson here in that these sorts of games there are sorts of games that definitely should not be run like dnd fifth edition and i think to a certain extent 5e has made everyone think that you need to have like a roll 20 gridded combat sort of thing and no that can actually
0: be the detriment of a player's enjoyment Sometimes. Yeah, I love Free League games. Like, Coriolis, absolutely love. I would like to play Coriolis. Like, I, I I'll like run to play that for game. you. Like, I would, Tales I would from like the Loop. Like the one ring. Tales from the Loop, I have. Absolutely I would like love
1: to play it at some point.
0: Like, uh, Mutant Year Zero, absolutely love.
1: Twilight. Uh, aliens is,
2: also. Yeah. Uh, aliens, league, right? Yeah. Uh, aliens there's, there's, is really good. I like. I a a different a way
1: bit. of playing all of Free League's catalog
0: as opposed to,
1: like, d twenty
0: sort of game so would you
2: and say I, that it's that's what the,
1: the, your issue with.
0: is not with the game but with the people you who have run it for you
2: a little bit
1: um i mean i have some issues with like vampire the masquerade like the
0: the system the, the, the game as well and the system as well
1: like dice pool systems i'm sort of hit or miss with um but okay. i think uh with Freelease games i think it could be the the personal experience that i've had not so much the product i do kind of wish that they were a little bit more crunchy sometimes but I I don't think that's a fair criticism because I think um, they offer a very sort of like streamlined that like the year zero system is really good. I think it's It's just, yeah, I I think I just need to play it with folks that have the right expectations and the right mindset.
0: I really want to play the, you know, go ahead. You, you go Drew.
2: I was just going to say the aspect of like, it's in my experience, it's almost more important to play with a group that you love than it is to play a system that you love in that, you know, I feel like oftentimes it's not, it's not really the system that ends up making or breaking the experience. It's often the group and how they interact with the system. That is often in my, my opinion, what really makes it unplayable as opposed to just, Oh, there are these things about the system I don't like, you know, that's what kind of tips it over from that edge of like a nuisance to a full blown, I cannot play the system.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like the, the, the table itself, needs to be compatible with the system i mean, that's what you're yeah. saying yeah right yeah.
1: and i think like, a lot of tables aren't compatible with certain systems and yeah that, well, that's the that, that's that's reality that could, of of games though right like reality of games and, t- and that's tough but like i think yeah i i i i i just wish that i could find a table compatible with with things like you know forbidden lands and uh which we call it, in Simbarum because I just haven't been able to. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think you're you're looking for a table unless that can, unless I run it myself. I think you're looking for a table that can do the role play, that could that could also keep it light, do the theater of mind, but be okay with danger. I, and I think I think a lot of tables, a lot I won't say tables, but a lot of players are kind of maybe I don't want to say conditioned, but the, if they if they start with five e five e is like a power fantasy very much a power fantasy and like death is it's very hard to die right um and so people kind of get attached to their characters i mean there's nothing wrong with not wanting your character to die but that kind of cuts you off from a lot of other games i get that though the vibe is important like i got twilight 2000 and i really want to play twilight 2000 but when i got it russia invaded ukraine and i was like this feels weird to play and i just i haven't picked it up and then obviously. I have this beautiful box set, and I would love to play it in person with all the maps and, and stuff. But I don't know when that's happening. Breakout con, yeah, breakout con. So, Jeremy, we got yours. Drew, what was yours again? Yours was PBTA.
2: So, so can, yeah. So PBTA, like again, I don't, I don't think that PBT is a bad system. I just think it's bad for me, you know. In yeah, that, yeah. it's in my opinion, it's like. I'm not a huge fan of super rules light because I feel like in a lot of ways, the way in which it ties in like socializing into like mechanics and roles, it feels like it constricts me. And I think it's just because I come from a background of doing more like improv and having these much longer conversations with the group and with various characters where no roles are happening. No one's asking to do any, like, actions. There's no mechanics. We are literally just acting in the space for 30 minutes straight. And so from my perspective, you know, trying to navigate the, the, the actions, the plays and the playbooks and stuff like that, for me, left kind of a not great taste in my mouth, uh, you know, across the few different uh, uh, games of it that I've played, uh, the games that use that system. But again, I don't think it's a bad game. I just or a bad system. I just think it's not built for with me in mind, and I see yeah. why other people like it a lot. Now, the one that I really don't like that I think is not a great system at least at least in the time I played it was was Scion like okay I don't know to be fair the the version that we had was like near when Scion second edition had just come out, and it was. Impossible to learn as a group that had never played. That was the story path system or whatever uh, that they use. As someone who, had, as as a group who had never done that, so we're we are learning a brand new system from the ground up. The book did a not great job at doing that because there would literally be like rules in between massive stacks of like lore text, so you didn't know what you were looking for or where it was supposed to be and there were times in that early version of the book where it would reference rules that had clearly been edited out at a later date. So like one section would reference a rule and then you'd go to those pages that it says, and that page had no nothing to do with that, you know, and you couldn't find those rules ever. Um, And then on top of that, the game kind of tried to sound like, Oh, you can do combat. And you can do role-playing and some characters, you know, everyone can kind of do everything um, when in reality it didn't feel like it. Some of us have built our characters for role-playing engaging to have demigod powers that allowed us to influence minds and become supernaturally charismatic. And then my guy was just John Wicking, everything, you know, but it but it turned into me. Having entire combat scenes where I'm just John Wick trying to protect my 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 dodo bird friends uh, because they can't do anything because they have no powers associated with it. They have nothing that they can do. So it's just me protecting them. And then we get to role play stuff. I have nothing. I can't do much. I can say words, but mechanically I couldn't do anything really. I had no special anythings. You know. Fair. So it's just a weird balance. Okay, so we, we got League a couple of examples. Maybe it's changed. I don't know. So but for, that, for like me, said, it's... That I felt like it wasn't the group. I felt like for me, that was the system.
0: Okay, so for you, okay, you got Scion, the system. PPTA is just not for you. For me, it's just custom dice and the the two games that I sent you folks.
1: Scion's not related to Exalted, is it? No. No, oh, those are two different games, think, aren't they? Different.
2: Uh, I think they use the same system, though, don't they? Yeah, they use
1: the... Uh, thematically, they're, they're thematically, different, Thematically, right? they both do the whole play
2: as gods no i might be
1: making that up I don't isn't know, I
2: exalted hadn't, I hadn't, more like a you play as a s- souped up anime kind of yeah
0: isn't exalted more like in the vein of like dragon ball bleach yeah like I, I guess so Power? yeah, yeah I, but I guess, they I use guess, the
2: same system yeah though, they right? use similar
0: I, th- I feel like they use
1: similar systems i mean they're both published by white wolf so yeah. i could just be i could just be conflating the two
0: Okay. we've we, we got a couple other questions that we should we should get to these these other questions yeah we'll go we'll go to a, an easier one cat asks what's one thing you're going to do for yourself over the holidays i think this question was originally asked around thanksgiving but then drew's internet decided to just not be around so we're gonna use this as like the winter holidays what's one what's, what's one thing you're going to do for yourself What are you folks going to do? I know Jeremy, you're taking a break from doing a lot of freelancing. Yeah, I'm taking a break from,
1: I mean, I have some low-key, uh, constant freelancing stuff. Like I'm helping, uh, I'm helping our mutual friend. George. uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm helping our mutual friend George with something. Shout Um, out to Three Sales Studios. Shout out to Three Sales Studios. So I'm helping him with something, but it's, it's less deadline based than the other work that I've been doing. for Yeah, that's companies. more ongoing. Yeah, and I have like a, I have like, I have like a small freelance gig where basically I need to, I need to write the equivalent of like a stat, a single stat block, um, in in January, easy. and that that's fine, that that's easy. But I just finished two like massive projects, um, both over seven thousand words, seven thousand eight thousand, eight thousand words that they were like consecutive, um, to two different companies, and that was like consuming a lot of my downtime. When I first moved to the UK, so I haven't really even had time to like feel like I'm actually living here, especially because I work from home. Um, and started a new full time job. You know, I'd just been working full time, and then when I'm not working, I'm doing freelance stuff, and you know, trying to spend time with family, with my wife and the family we have here. And and I think I will probably you know do a lot of that this Christmas because you know we'll be spending time at my sister in law's place and just trying to you know, not think about
3: constantly
1: <laughs> trying to design stuff after hours. Like, yeah. I really am looking forward to, to that in general. So yeah, I think for me, it's just navigating burnt, burnt out and uh, my burnout condition, just not thinking about RPG, RPGs as work for a while.
0: Yeah, um, I, I have to say, Jeremy, one thing that I really appreciate you about you is just how honest and vulnerable you can be. Like if, if you folks go and listen to episode 77 of the Asians represent podcast, our TTRPG freelancing one that Jeremy and I did, we, we, we kept it real when we were talking about like burnout and the thing that people don't understand about, and this is something that needs to really be reformed in RPGs is that pay for freelance writers is typically around based on your word count. It's like per word, you get X amount of cents per word. and. When you hear, like, I'm just, and I'm not saying this is the, the state or your contract or anything like that, Jeremy, let's say you get a, an inquiry and you're like, Hey, it's a 7,000 word thing. You're not making like a dollar a word. You're not making $7,000. No, you're making, like making 10 cents, per 10 word. cents a word. And also, also these 7,000 word things, like <laughs>
1: the vast majority of these 7,000 words were mechanics. And that took a long yeah. time. So that's
0: so. let's say it's at, it's, let's say we're not even t- going to talk about the company, Let's say it's seven thousand words at ten cents a word. You're making seven hundred dollars. But how many hours is it taking you to write those seven thousand words? Right, that could be spread over. Yeah, especially if it's mechanics, you got to play test, you got to do research, you got to make sure you're not, you know, designing something mm-hmm. that already exists. If you're writing, you're not just cool. I'm locked in. And you might be just
2: required.
0: You have to you do research.
2: to conform to a style. It was and a lot. And, and yeah. it, you might know, be asked to do edit, like, extra editing or, or formatting. Or just getting clarification um, or waiting for was, others. It was a lot.
1: It, it, was, it was really rewarding work. I'm really glad I took those two assignments. But having those two assignments back to back, like no break in between, and when I just moved to a new country, and when I started a new full-time job, was like really, really hard. Yeah. So that was way too
0: much to navigate all at once, and I need to take at least two months of break. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I feel the same way. Again, you, we're really lucky that we have full time jobs. Really lucky that we have full time jobs, and we're able to you know now take on projects that are meaningful to us and that that are you know you. It's a privilege to be selective, uh, but the industry does need to be there needs to be some change because the the pay for TTRPG freelancers is so low. It's low. It's, it's very low.
1: And I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone really does it for pay. I mean, if you're doing it for pay, that's a tough road to be traversing. If you're doing it
0: look, if you're doing it for pay, Plus. you should probably try to be a full-timer at a at a, yeah, at should, a publisher. Yeah, you should be able, you should try to be a full-timer at a publisher. Yeah. That's a much better way to do it. Uh, or but, publish your own stuff and then yeah. just build momentum off of publishing your own stuff.
1: I mean, like, I, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it cuz I cuz I I like doing this stuff, but I think hmm you know, y- your hobby can, when your hobby becomes your work or, or like just work in general, like it's it, it's hard to draw that line. Like I don't want to ever stop liking tabletop role-playing games. And if I continue with trying to juggle freelance work the way I've been doing the last couple months, I will probably get burnt out on the hobby as a whole. And I do not want that to happen. And so yeah, I'll yeah. be going to be taking a break. Well, so uh, I'm glad Christmas. your
0: your answer is that you're taking a break. Uh, What about you, Drew? What's uh, one thing you're going to be doing for yourself over
2: the holidays? You know, as nebulous as it sounds, I think I'm just going to try to take it easy. It it is very nebulous. Like, what does that even look like? And you know, to be fair, I'm not always sure what that looks like either. But you know, I've had a I've had a pretty strenuous year, especially in the past few months. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been very up and down, and uh, you know, I've just kind of been in this sort of quagmire of you know, feeling like burnout, even from like college, which was, I graduated in 2019, you know, I felt burnt out then. And because of, you know, when co- you know COVID started in 2020, you know, things like that, I kind of, you know, never really progressed from there. I never kind of got that next step or that full break, you know, like I'm still, You know, I'm 27 now. I'm still trying to get out of the part-time job situation. I'm trying to look for that next rung on the ladder somewhere. But, you know, basically to boil it down, I just don't feel motivation for like anything. And this is something that like, I'm, I'm, you know, oh God, we're going to get too real on this podcast. No, (laughs) but like talking with like my therapist and stuff, which I shout out to her. I'm so thankful that I go to therapy nowadays. But you know, talking with her, it is a struggle, whether it be like ADHD or depression or things like that. Those all impact motivation on such a severe level. And there are, there are those that with ADHD, for instance, you know, their ADHD causes them to hyper and constantly be working. And then there are those like me where my ADHD kind of makes everything seem overwhelming. And I, and I struggle to do anything like everything seems too large because I, I struggle to break it down into components because, or, or it's not even that I can break it down into components. But if I break, if I break it down into 100 uh, like a hundred components, like a to-do list, the natural thing is to look at number one and start there and work your way down. But for me, every one of those hundred components feels equally important. And my brain is simply wired to treat them all as equally important. And if I do one, that means I'm not doing the other. And so I get into that kind of paralysis, right? So I'm just trying to find that motivation, you know, because I I enjoy a lot of what I do, but I don't want to do a lot of it. You know, like there are very few things that I feel super excited for anymore. So I'm just trying to take it easy and not sort of lump a lot of expectations upon myself and just do things as they happen as opposed to, Stressing the hell out, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Again, yeah. uh, I get I mean, it. I, th- I think, you know,
1: the COVID years gave everyone a certain degree of trauma that people have not fully let go of yet. And I think it's yeah. important to, yeah, to try to take it easy. I mean, you got you got lots of negative effects stacked on you, man. You gotta gotta debuff some of those. You gotta just Yeah. Gotta let it, there are mo- let, it let them release. It's good.
2: As a twenty seven year old, there are moments where I feel like I'm still twenty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like college happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. because you know so when I got out of college I meant to take a year-long break before I went on to grad school and uh because that's just the reality of working in history and museum education and things like that that's just kind of that's that's how it goes for most you know I took on a part-time job uh at the historic Daniel Boone home and I that was I was just going to cruise that was going to be my break here just take it easy do something I enjoy and then COVID happened and a lot of the jobs dried up and I didn't want to jump into the education system again after looking at how everyone was not adjusting very well to the COVID landscape. And I just, I did not want to deal with that because I, I was hearing too many horror stories from uh, friends who had immediately gone from undergrad to graduate school. Uh, and so I decided to wait, but it just feels like I haven't you know gone anywhere. That's kind of tough, you know? Because then you lose momentum, you know? That's yeah, hard. I
0: mean, the great thing is that, like, look, you're, like, your 20s and even your 30s are times when you 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 you're still, like, figure yourself out. I feel like when we think, like, oh, I'm out of school. I should know exactly what I'm doing. I should know exactly what I'm going to do with my life. I should have my job, my career. I should be set now that I've got this piece of paper that tells me I'm an adult. But, like, the thing is, people who just come out of undergrad they go straight from high school into another educational system they're not taught how to be adults yeah right and like but there is this expectation that they act like adults and that they know what to do right and that's really really hard like that's that's a tough feeling and like look I was there too like I feel like you know I was in grad school for like 8 years right yeah. and then I got out of grad school and You know, luckily, I'll honestly say like like dropping out of my PhD was like the best thing I ever did for myself, not only for like my health, but just also from like my growth as a person. Like I'm like, okay, now I'm playing catch up. I have to, I have to learn all of this stuff. All of the people who are like my age or whatever, right? I have to catch up. And now I finally feel like I have caught up, right? Like, you know, my, my career is going well. But I, I get it, Drew. Like feeling like you're you're behind, or feeling like you don't have momentum is a is something that I think is extremely relatable. Yeah.
2: But and yeah. Think, between. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. And I think it just it's it's also a product of social media, right? You're always looking at social media, and you're seeing people who are just talking about the good aspects of their life. Ah, oh, look at this sure. thing I published, or oh, look at this. But you don't see what's underneath. And then you start to internalize it. you'd be like, well, why aren't I doing this? Why haven't I accomplished this much? Look how much this person has accomplished, but they're younger than me. Or, you know, like, I've done this thing, and I'm younger than this person, ha, I'm better than them, right? Social media is is the worst. It's just the worst. And we put it on this pedestal, we, we look at, oh, look at this person's follower count, or look at you know, how many likes this post got or, oh man, this post went viral. Who the fuck cares? Right. But the problem I think it's, is, I like, think,
1: as, I think as, as, as Chinese kids, we're all conditioned to, to compare ourselves to others yeah. as a result of the culture I, I, we grew up in. And it's, it, it sucks. Yeah. Like it's it, it shit. Like it's tough. Like, I still do it to this day at 35. And, and I, I, I try to tell myself, no, you shouldn't do that. But it, it happens a lot. And yeah, it's you know- painful.
2: Well, growing, growing up, and I think I've talked about this slightly, like on maybe some of our mixed identity episodes and things like that, Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe up to, I don't know, I don't know exactly, you know, I try to be pretty open about everything and, and honest and, you know, growing up, I was definitely kind of placed on this weird, like chosen one pedestal where a lot of, you know, I was, I grew up and I was, you know, as a kid, I was taller than all the other kids. I was considered by the adults to be like, you know, you're very mature for your age and stuff like that. And, you know, I grew up kind of being like a youth leader in the church and in my, like, you know, uh, in my homeschool community, cause I, I was homeschooled K through 12. That's why I'm a little weird. And, you know, everyone know, knew who my parents were. Uh, I, you know, because they were leaders and everything. And so you know, I was kind of taught to be, to expect to be like the best of the best and anything less than that is abject failure. You know, it's, you know, yeah, you know, if you ain't first you you're last, you know, that kind of stuff. And so like, you know, when you get into the quote unquote real world and you realize that that's not how most things are measured or that's not the reality for most, you know, as your horizons broaden. Uh, it can be difficult to, to, to do that because I am naturally somewhat of a pessimist. I'm super optimistic for my friends, but on an internalized level, on, for, uh, for me personally, I'm quite a pessimist. So it, it can be hard, you know? Yeah. Well,
0: I hope that over the holidays, you have some time to, you know, relax, to, you know, reflect on the, all the amazing things that you, I'm, both of you, have accomplished this year. And just, you know, not think about what other people are doing and just kind of, you know, appreciate, you know, what you're doing and what those, you know, those who are important in your lives are, are doing. Right? I
2: think I'm trying to paint a lot more miniatures.
0: Yeah. You know, that's I'm a good thing too. like, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to just, I mean, like Jeremy, you and I talked about on episode 77 of the mm-hmm. main podcast, you know, I'm doing less freelancing because I, you know, I'm just trying to focus on life right? Like, you know, booked a first long vacation. And I don't, I don't think I've gone on a vacation this long before. Like I've traveled a lot, but it's always been for work or research, right? But like, you know, going on vacation, that's my, you know, that's what I'm doing over the holidays. I'm kind of extending my holidays. Uh, Obviously, you know, we're finishing up wandering blades, but I'm also working to just kind of like upskill myself and enjoy life a bit more like i started reading physical comic books again which has been a lot of fun like i've got the second issue of the new superior spider-man series on my desk that May i
1: used to just back nice. to reading spider-man hasn't your heart been broken enough
0: a superior spider-man i'm not reading oh amazing superior spider-man, Spider-Man. Oh, you're, oh, yeah, oh yeah i'm not okay yeah i'm not reading okay. the new okay. amazing spider-man yeah, yeah, okay i'm not i don't want to i'm doing that i'm i'm <laughs> doing i'm trying to do more things like I'm just trying to learn more too, like I, I've been trying to upscale myself, but for my own projects, like mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about wandering blades and stuff, so I bought two books to kind of like help out. I bought this one book called Critical Play: Radical Game Design by by Mary Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a um uh, it, it covers how games are more than just like entertainment. They're like a, a means for creative expression. They're also like ways in which you can engage in like conceptual thinking. Uh, so I got that book and then I got this book. It's a textbook, the art of game design.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, this was this- by Jesse shell and it's written for video games, but all of the underlying principles are rooted in analog. And so I've been trying to just like learn a lot more for myself, not so I can freelance more, but for my own stuff so I can, you know, make Wandering Blades awesome, so I can just be a you know a better person, a better learner, uh, because I feel like games have gotten me so far uh, in my like out of game my like the my career outside of games. So I, I feel like I owe it to myself to, to keep learning. So that's my holiday thing. It's just, I'm just learning for myself. I feel like all of our holiday things are basically like, take it easy, <laughs> try not to be Take it easy, like, try not to, try to be burnt to out. Try to, try to not be on yeah. on X, formerly known as Twitter. But yeah, uh, l- let's move on to the other questions. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> one,
2: <laughs> what? No, it's just, it's just uh, we don't normally have straight bummers you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't it think hard. I don't think it's a bummer though no, I, I think no, it's not real. it but is I, a I, frank I, and honest conversation yeah
0: I, I think it's something we need to talk about because like I said like social media is like an illusion it's an illusion of happiness and we're just and we're, even
1: even I think it's important real that even
0: even those who are you know have, have
1: made it big in the tabletop industry seemingly like Daniel or you know this you're still going to struggle with these feelings no matter yeah. what. Like, yeah. there's always the
0: next thing. Like why are I on this thing? thing, why, thing you know? why, why, why haven't contributed, yeah, you?
1: Yeah. I, I contributed to like a tabletop book when how I, I got to get a cover credit because I, I'm not as good as those people who have gotten cover credits or whatever. Like, yeah, it's, you know, there's
2: yeah. always something to go to and you,
1: you gotta, you gotta look at the good that you have done and recognize that, you know, life is not, what Asian parents wanted to be, which is this road where you're constantly going up until you reach the top. Like you go to Harvard, you get that high paying job, you exceed excel in everything in life. Not done work like that.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very uh, fortunate that uh, you know my parents are. Uh, I think as a general stance, more supportive and accepting of of just the way I live or just my circumstances right now than mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents are. You, you know, Asian or not. Mm-hmm. But you know that doesn't mean that I don't deal with like the the childhood upbringing and how that affects how I feel, you know, yeah, absolutely Just how yeah. how I feel based off of my life is different than how my parents feel about me in this moment. Does that make sense? you know mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, so. totally
0: you you have to balance that sort of external perceptions of you and in your own internal ones, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let let's let's move on for time's sake, not because I love we're, you guys. we're we're bumming each other out. We're not love bumming each other out. We're, we're, we love each other so much. Is it as the youths say we're we're rizzing each other up? Is that is oh, that is that correct? Sure or? god, today sure. I'll never do that again. What I that don't possible? know, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't speak TikTok. Riz, my know.
2: favorite Riz, my favorite music so, genre in Star Wars. I wanna ask <laughs>
0: I, I wanna bring this uh I want to bring this up because I know, Jeremy, you've got something that, that you're very proud of. Uh, Kat also asked, what is a personal or professional highlight from 2023 you haven't necessarily bragged about as much as you should? Jeremy.
3: Hmm.
1: well, I feel like I bragged about mine, but my my first tabletop stuff was, is actually published now in print and accessible to anybody who wants to read it. So It is um, The Pathfinder Seasons of Ghosts, Volume 3 jamie has got
0: so many credits he doesn't even know anymore
1: but the, no, the thing is you work on this stuff like years in advance like mm-hmm. i worked on this end of 2022 november 2022 it's finally coming out now so seasons of ghost adventure path volume 3 no breath to cry i wrote an article in there about a new type of monster called the nindoru um and it, it's cool like it's awesome to see that stuff in print um and it's really cool to see the illustrations and i'm proud of it i'm actually more proud of the the uh, i i did did another contribution for um this adventure path that isn't out yet i'm more proud of what i did in in that one but i can't talk about that one at the moment because it's still under nda but um i mean actually for for stuff i haven't talked about because i have talked about this stuff personal accomplishment i mean i got married this year yeah you got married married. i got married married this year you moved countries i moved countries like that's probably what i'm more proud about hell yeah you know Partially, uh, it, the the marriage was accelerated because we decided to move from the US to the UK and needed to get legally married to to do that, um, even though we were going to anyways. But it's just bumped up the timeline faster and we still haven't had like a proper wedding. You know Whether or not we'll be able to afford that in the place we want to do it in is, is going to be tough. But yeah, I got married and ended up in a new country and I did not think that I would move To a new country again. Like I spent most of my twenties in Asia, in Taiwan and in Hong Kong, and then when I moved back to uh, America in 2018, I was like, okay, I'm gonna live in New York. Like I'm done. I I'm gonna finally be an American. And then you know, I met a British girl, and and now I'm here. And so that's just the way life works out sometimes. And I'm proud to be here. And I think this year has probably been the most up and down, full of crazy moments year of my life since probably since 2018 when I moved back to the states. Um, but yes, I think my, my accomplishment is looking at where we were at the start of this year, when we were just making the plans to move over here to where I am now, when we have a place that's not fully set up, but it's getting there and we are making lives together in a new country like that. That's what I'm most proud of. And oh, that's yeah. awesome. That I, one that I don't really talk about because it's, it's personal stuff, but I'll share it with you guys. Cause I love you guys. And our audience. <laughs> and our audience. Yeah. our audience.
0: Yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that cat asked like personal or professional. So think professionally. Like a couple of the really big things that I am, I was really proud of were like kind of shelved.
3: Mm. Yes. And I know you
0: were also proud of those things because you worked on them too. Yeah. Obviously, like I'm really proud of Avatar Legends. You know, we won, it came out this year. We won two Ennies. We got Best Family Game and Best Rules.
2: Let's fucking go.
0: But like that's stuff that's, you know, we talk about online. I am professionally, like, you know, I just got a promotion at work on my day job. I worked really hard for it. I feel appreciated there, slowly building a team. I, in terms of games, I'm actually really proud of the experience I had working as a consultant on L5R. Uh, we're going to talk about that more on the podcast, but I would say that's not something I've ever actually talked about publicly until this episode of NDMP. Um, but yeah, I'm really proud of that personally. I think just making the decision to like finally take a vacation. Like me, my my partner and I, we've been together for over six years now, and we've only gone on like small vacations. It's actually r- bums me out because we were in New York when Jeremy, you were in New York, but we didn't we didn't know each other then. Oh, uh, what 2018? 2018. 2018. Yeah. What yeah. when in 2018 though? Because I moved to New York and June 2018 oh never mind then we wouldn't have overlapped yeah. That's so, we, so, so, so we overlapped yeah no we wouldn't like, have overlapped we wouldn't yeah. have overlapped but damn but yeah you know like going on like a big vacation on it like honestly it's not like a 2023 highlight because we're going in 2024 but booking it's like a big highlight right. for me because I think it's you know a way for us to kind of celebrate you know our relationship and kind of get away from you know all the shit that's going on here and just having an experience that's just ours. So I'm very excited about that. And I haven't really talked about that on socials other than be like, yo, we're going to the sumo grand tournament. Oh my God. I am
1: very hyped. You're going to have such a good time. It's going to be so revitalizing to just be away from this, Weird little internet sphere we're in right now, where like D and D discourse, like the OGL is imploded. Now the entire industry is about to destroy itself. Like it's so, it's going to be so nice to get away from all that shit that happened this year and just go off into. Oh, Japan you know what? Like, I will say picture.
0: probably the the biggest one of the. I wouldn't say the biggest. I think the trip's the biggest one, but another one is that like I just I finally just started playing games for just myself. Mm, yeah. I think for you know I I talk about flesh and blood a lot but like for me it was like a big thing in March going to an LGS with like my $11 deck and being like I'm just here to learn and nobody knows my name nobody knows my work and I'm just there to just have fun
2: but you did wear two of your innings
0: yeah 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 you know I use them as a markers wow. for where i play no that's, but uh
1: that's that's something i want to do more of in 2024 like i, I want to get murder anys. oh no 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 like oh. <laughs> just play, play games play, play games yeah like going and yeah. like
0: playing and like making friends and learning a new game yeah and playing for fun is is awesome like i played in my first tournament last weekend they have these like there's like weekly events that are all like tracked and stuff but they have these things called skirmishes, which are like bigger events where uh if you win the tournament, you actually your name is like immortalized, uh which is really cool. Uh, I went, and uh I didn't come last. I went and uh I did not realize that the meta at that store where the tournament was being held is uh skews very much to my disadvantage, and so I spent like. Five hours just getting absolutely stomped.
3: Mm.
0: But I didn't come last. And it was just like a fun experience, like playing games for fun and learning and feeling like, oh, there's so much more I can do to grow and become a better player. And then I took That's the great. lessons from that. And then on Thursday of this week, I went to a store event and I came third. And I'm just I'm just learning. And then I'm taking a lot of those experiences and then bringing them into my own design stuff. And I'm excited about it. But yeah, for me, I think my personal achievements are definitely like really making time for my partner and I to go on vacation and just playing games for fun.
2: Yeah. Drew, what about you? Well, let's see, personal or professional. So it could be kind of anything, right? It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't technically start therapy this year, but I guess uh, ooh, what date would it be? I mean, I have now been in it for a, over a year now, so it's that's a major really, accomplishment. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah, I have the full battery of pills to take, which is nice. One of those I pills. I,
1: I can't wait to go back into therapy myself. Like, like because yeah. we just moved. I don't yeah. have a therapist right now, but I cannot wait yeah. to go back
2: into therapy. Hey, for anyone listening, listen: therapy can get expensive. In, a, in the U.S., it's not often covered by your health insurance and things like that.
1: It ain't covered in the U.K. I, I'm yeah, it's, it's not exactly covered.
2: But a lot of places have graduate students and things like that, like interns, basically, or, or part-timers who are, you know, they're still learning. This is part of their, their academic process. And uh, they are often cheaper, you know. Like my my bill every week is half of what it should be. You know, and stuff like that. So yeah. Also, fun fact: because uh, I don't make enough money in my life, uh, Medicaid that shit pays for your Adderall. That shit pays for your Citalopram. It pays for everything. Holy shit, it's awesome. Anyway, I'm just I'm just no, you yeah. know, being able to be like
1: get that Medicaid drug,
2: being it. able to have medication. Um, which one of those medications went pretty bad? Um, es- escitalopram did not did not go well for me. Um, and that's why it's important to communicate with your physicians and tell them if you don't feel good on a medication. But especially if it's something that affects your depression. <laughs> but, um, you know, that being able to work on wandering blades, you know, wandering, wandering blades. <laughs> yeah, we're just it's a
0: wonder, wonderful blades. <laughs> wonderful,
2: also, wondrous blades.
0: Meeting everyone in
1: person at Big Bad Con. Huh? Like, yeah. oh, yeah.
2: I thought we were going to talk about accomplishments, but (laughs) no being it being able to go out, you know, being able to be a part of of Asians represent at a point where we do have some of, you know, none of us receive a paycheck Mm. from Asians rep, you know, but being able to have been a part of Asians represent and help in some way big and small, depending on what we're talking about, of helping to grow it so that we can help afford people like myself or some of the others to be able to go to these uh, conventions and be able to afford these things is really nice. It's a, it's a really good feeling, you know, to, to feel like, you know, while I, and I, I speak for probably most, most of us on the team, you know, none of us are really doing it for material gain because we're not really gaining much material, you know, we're
0: just reinvesting but, it back into Asians rap.
2: Yeah. But it, but it, it, It is nice to have that sort of sense of kickback of like, oh, I I have worked hard. I've done these things. And this has now allowed me to have another opportunity, in that case, going to Big Bad Con and meeting so many uh, friends, both old and new. Uh, That was really good. Yeah, working on Wandering Blades. I'm very excited for us to be done with the quick start. uh, You had a deadline deadline yesterday. I did have a deadline yesterday. And like any good college student, I worked on it. Sooner to the deadline than yep. I would like. Listen, that thing we talked about about motivation—I said everything. <laughs> I it's said something everything.
0: we got to factor into me managing this project and managing you. I am, I am. But yeah, dude, happy to happy to be a part of your. Um, what was the professional like? highlight? What
1: was it like when you guys met in person for the first time? Did
0: y'all hug? Like, hold each other? A little no,
2: little we than we necessary? we were trying.
0: It took us way too long to find each other at the airport. I was annoyed. At the airport, you guys met. The yeah, airport. we we yeah. were like, we could not find each other. We kept basically doing this thing where we were going back and forth. Yeah, yeah it took us way too long. Yeah, but no, it was so, like you know, it was like, great. Was I, yeah, I was first a, I was annoyed. For the first time.
2: <laughs> I it was it was all love. Yeah. But I was annoyed because I was there at arrivals, waiting like a normal person, where everyone gets dumped out at, and instead Daniel gets through arrivals. Not Daniel just and Emma, me and Emma. And then they, yeah, yeah, and Emma and they both go straight up to departures and well, wait we, at departures where we
0: also found our ride.
2: Yeah, but like I didn't, I wasn't told that part. You, you should have told me. Then go to departures. And I kept saying, I'm at rival. Look, I'm not, a, we are it's an American. AC we are an American. Whatever. That's the, I, I don't know. Arrivals listen. and departures are not it, spelled me, differently. Meeting me each other. I, the- I would say,
0: I, I'd say this, Jeremy, like.
2: <laughs> a, Drew bunch of, and I,
0: a bunch of failed communication. Checks, yeah, I, okay I would say this, like point. Drew and I, and I think anybody who's, who's met us in, in person, Drew and I are very much exactly the same in person. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Except
2: I refuse to run, whereas he runs everywhere. I were run ner-
0: everywhere. Were you nervous, Drew and
1: Daniel, like on the plane, Were you like, Oh, we're going to meet everyone in person for the first time. Like, was it like first date, like blind date kind of vibes? Like not yeah, blind date. I, did, like...
0: I did, honestly didn't even think about it.
2: Oh, I, <laughs> Sorry. it was.
1: I didn't even think good, about it. Know, it's
2: good. No, I was just, I was, I just was hyped. nervous. Yeah. I was nervous about the convention. I was nervous <laughs> about the things that I felt were an unknown entity. Yeah, okay. well, Like yeah, my friends, sense. my friends, I know, and I know them very well. So I wasn't bothered by that, you know? And I, and I enjoy generally meeting new people. So I wasn't bothered at that aspect, but yeah, the nebulousness of like, oh, what are, what is this event going to look like? Or what is this panel going to look like? Oh God, what am I going to say? You know, those were mm-hmm. nebulous things. Yeah. I was a little bit more kind of anxious imposter syndrome me about it, but
0: mm-hmm. the yeah, idea of
2: meeting months. my friends and meeting people that I, that I know or people that I don't know, that wasn't such a big bother for me. Yeah. We're,
0: but we're going mean, to,
2: we're going to have that- to do something in the UK next
1: yeah i mean i know I, that like i'm down i yeah you guys totally come love to meet you guys um like i know that if i had been if i had managed to go to a uh, big bad con like i would have been nervous like probably like similar to you drew like just being on panels and stuff like that but also like kind of like being in an in-person event in the industry which i haven't really been at before yeah. and you know and, and i do feel like pandemic life and also for me like just like you know, married life in general, <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't have as many friends, uh, in person now as I used to, especially since I moved to a new country. So it's like, every time you meet someone, it's like, whoa, like I'm meeting like an internet buddy. like, I'm yeah. meeting someone new. Like all your like, new oh. friends are
2: British and weird.
1: Hey, there you go. It's true. Actually. I mean, I haven't really had time to meet that many new people here, for, to be very honest, like I'm coworkers, I got a big family here and it's like, that's, that's not the
0: same. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. It's I, I found that as I like get older, I have, fewer and fewer close friends same yeah same that, but that that's what i prefer like i have i think Absolutely. i have lots, I have lots yeah. of friends it's uh, a good thing but, but it also a, means that i
1: think when i meet those close friends again or even for the first time or even if it's like uh, a long time has passed like there is a certain amount of like nervousness that oh, yeah, comes up in me totally yeah, yeah Jeremy, do you want to like, go to breakout con where is breakout con it's in march, march? uh probably not
0: yeah we'll, <laughs> fly, we'll figure something it, out because it's like, not a big enough con to justify the costs so yeah go. we we have like we have budget now so we can we can do it i think you know big bad con would be a good one to to fly out uh, to june yeah yeah that's uh when is that next june it would be like next fall fall, fall of January, maybe per yeah. i like in
2: october right?
0: firstly like i'd like to do like a pax unplugged or i'd like to do it like i thought i'd love to go to dragon Meet. uh that's in the uk Dragging me, yeah. I got to go to UK Games Expo, which is next May. I think. Yeah, you're doing that for Everybody. work, though. You're doing that for work, right?
2: Yeah, Yo, you should sneak into one I'm of the games workshop things. George. Oh, you're going not, with George. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
0: I'm going with George. but Because um, I would yeah, love it's... to just go to the UK, do a con. I'd love to meet you, George. I know Iso's also in the UK, too. Iso's in the UK, too. Yeah, she reached yeah. out to me on Twitter, so I might hang out with her. And then place. I'd love to just. The dream, I'd love to go to Warhammer World so badly. Same, same. Yeah, yes. I, I, I would love to do that, but um, we appreciate everyone, but there is only one big one. And so we need to pick game one. game first or last. Sure. But we gotta pick... <laughs> but we gotta pick one. Sure. The Freaky Friday one was pretty funny. It was the, funny,
1: uh, but the, but the, the holiday the, one... Uh, the holiday one was deep. That was, that was some deep, deep stuff right there, so... But yeah. also the 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 but highlight can one. But you get disqualified
2: because does Jeremy's get disqualified because Jeremy's on the pod?
0: Yeah, and no, then you should probably throw mine no, out. But, like, no, but no, but the, the Freaky Friday one is not the Jeremy's question. Was the systems one? My question was the system one, which is
1: also Drew's question. So it it should be I, just be. I,
0: I don't that. even. I don't. Well, no, even if we didn't can, toss mine it mine out, I still one. think that Hurley or Cat's questions are, are, are better. Like they they brought out more from us. I mean, they were all so good discussions.
2: What do we like more, the silliness of the Freaky Friday, or the opening up of like our, our personal lives and stuff? I, okay, I,
1: th- I think the Freaky Friday was like a, a good one shot. The opening up of our lives was like a really good year-long campaign. So there you go. That's that, that's. What I think the
0: Freaky right Friday one. I think if it was just Drew and I, I might have picked that one. But then I think because of the three of us, we were kind of confused, and then it turned into how would you ruin the other person's life, which is kind of which hilarious. A
1: fun development. Which is a fun
0: <laughs> development. But then I also like the fact that we had a candid conversation about taking care of ourselves. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but we have a, you know, we have an odd number here and we can vote. Yeah, I I vote taking care of
1: ourselves, I think. It, it's like a close. It's very close there.
0: I think I would pick Cat's question, not because Cat's a mod and I'm biased towards the mods. Mm. But I would pick that question because I, I think it's something that we haven't we haven't been real on NDMP like, you know, we're ourselves, but I don't you, think we're we, always fake. Yeah, I don't think we've had like a conversation like this on NDMP before. And I think that is worth something in the conversation of who is the big one for this yeah. episode. Right. Because because Kat's question basically got us to take our content in an interesting direction.
2: Mm-hmm. What so so think, we can Tri- turn this into a. Uh- we can too we can turn this uh, podcast into no dice so many all problems. problems. No no dice, days, all problems. No dice
1: problems.
0: No, that's all problems where we just act as each other's therapists. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> still, still but, well, I think in, in the last episode of NDNP, didn't Drew, didn't we talk about doing a segment where people can submit like am I the asshole type things? Like, oh, I've got a I problem would with my group. That. Didn't we I would talk love about that.
2: this or did I did I dream that? Oh um, no, like, no they,
0: we did. We did talk they, about this. Yeah, they like submit it and you guys comment on whether they're the yeah. asshole. Like, oh, like, yeah, like we funny. could, we, we have talked about this, didn't we? Like, I, I swear we talked about doing like an anonymous forum where people can, like, not complain, yeah. but that's talk like, about their problems at their tables. And then we like would wait. like what Jake in.
1: Johnson does with this new podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. Where he just, him and his buddy just hang out and, like, they, people phone them up with questions and they just act like authorities and give them advice.
0: But I think we could yeah. do, we could, we could do that. We can, we could say, like, it could be like an armchair gm sort of like segment or something i love it but like we could fun, we could yeah, do an fun. anonymous form and and folks can submit like a whole thing and then we could have a backlog of them and we can just go through them
3: yeah we're we could armchair do one or
0: two quantropologists quantropologist we could do like we'll figure out a name for it, but but I think we could do that, uh, Jeremy. What are your thoughts? You, you you seem to like that idea.
1: I think it's cool.
0: I mean, it's 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 sort of like
1: a, a TTRPG hotline kind of thing, um, offering interesting perspectives to people's queries, and I think sometimes relying on like Reddit to do that is probably not <laughs> the best solution. So yeah, I think it would be fun. I, I, yeah, I, I like. I it would. I you know. I would love to see some of the questions that people direct to you guys. I expect we'll see a lot of like interesting like my table's falling apart, how do I fix this? What do we do this And Drew? might say something <laughs> something funny like, "Well, you just what you need is a butt plug like right there." Yeah, that was you just, need how, I would say that on. was
0: the w- weird weird thing, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I <I've> seen a <laughs> That's so so that a good one.
0: But uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think we could do it. some sort of like it, advice like a uh, some sort of like advice column. Uh, I think that'd be fun. But Drew, AC wh-
2: advice column, no. <gasps> oh. <laughs> the AC roll, roll it roll roll A- AC check AC check AC check
0: AC. AC check no not AC check it'd be
1: like
3: hit your AC no, no. damage your AC no <laughs> I don't know roll against AC flat footed
2: I don't know mm. I, I don't
0: know you're just gonna maybe talk about three point five
2: <laughs> touch AC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, we'll, we'll think of a name if, if anybody has an idea for a name For our, our anonymous So we're still going to have mail time, by the way this, Just to be clear, we're still going to have our pa- patron questions We're still going to have mail time But we're going to have a, 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 another segment That's just going to be this anonymous mail time We'll set up a form and, and everything Gosh Faco. Faco. Faco
2: The honorable advice column and then the O is just, the zero is just part of the column,
0: the C-O. The Honorable, Honorable advice. advice. I'm workshopping.
2: I'm workshopping. I
0: kind of like how it's like, would we get in trouble if we did that? Uh,
1: Maybe. Guess, yes. to skirt the line? Faco is, is the name of an NPC
0: in, like, Wild from the Witchlight, so. Oh, I'm thinking about, like, the, how armor used to work. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but like oh, but still, also an NPC they're name. still using
1: that. They're still using that term. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, regularly, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. most recently used in Wild Bill and Witchlight. So we'll figure
0: it out. We'll Whereas see. Armor,
1: are like armor class, like AC, like you can't really.
0: Uh, you yeah, can't you really can't copyright that. Armor class advice, or like skill check, uh, or like advice. check. Read the
2: room. Read the room. Oh, room. read
0: the room. Yeah, read the room.
2: Or or perception check. No, maybe perception check mm-hmm. is fine. Perception.
1: Perception check. Insight no, check. Insight check. Insight check. Insight check. check. I think that's good. Insight check, yeah. Empathy check, just make up a skill. There should be an empathy skill. That'd be cool skill.
0: I like the name insight check.
1: Insight check is good,
0: yeah. Welcome okay. to
1: insight check where you we answer your problems at your tables. <laughs>
0: Huh, not yeah, well. My we players don't well. want me to
1: use Oriental Adventures. It's like, Dear Daniel Kwan, my players are convinced that you have destroyed D anD D and won't let me run your adventure Cattle Candlekeep Mysteries. What do I do?
0: That's why we're the best award adjacent sometimes gaming <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, I
2: want I want to receive advice questions that are like that are good in the context of like I can riff off of them and make them kind of funny, like give a mm. shitty bad answer, yeah, uh, because it's funny. But do then we also, want sometimes tell, give always, actually good answers. I
0: feel like we should have one bad answer and one good answer.
2: Listen, I, listen I, I will probably open up all of my answers with making them into an absolute joke and then eventually wrap around to like the actual answer, my actual opinion.
0: Love it. Love it. Jeremy, oh, I know it. you just that's like. That's how I do just, most things, anyways. I think Jeremy wants to be back on NDMP.
1: <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I'm, I'd always be happy to jump back on like whenever you guys feel like it because this is fun. <laughs> But we, we do have to, before we get too far into this insight check segment, we need to, to name a big one.
2: Jeremy and I it's both us.
0: voted for Kat's holiday question. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think okay. it's, it's So based it on is the merits the of
2: democracy.
0: But Drew, we, I want to know what, what, what you would have picked.
2: No, I would have picked that
0: as well. I think it's good to be open yeah. and honest. Kat, you are the big one. We need a soundboard thing for that next time.
3: But,
0: But yeah, really, really happy that you joined us, Jeremy, for this very long episode of NDMP. Um, we, we, got we got deep. We got, in got deep in the weeds. Do we want to call it Daniel and Drew get deep with Jeremy? Yeah, de- <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and
1: Drew get real deep with Jeremy.
0: Get deep with Jeremy? Or is he... Well, I, right, I originally
2: wrote with, based on the Freaky Friday question, we could say freaky, Drew, <laughs> Drew and Daniel
0: are in each other. <laughs> no, no, but it always has to be Daniel and Drew. It's Daniel, Daniel and Drew. and Drew are in each other with Jeremy. <laughs> Daniel and Drew, I am want to say, Daniel and Drew get deep with Jeremy. Daniel and Drew get deep with Jeremy, I think is the, is is what producer Daniel would say. Or we could say Daniel and Drew get freaky. No, no. Daniel, Daniel Drew, and Drew saw vibes. Jeremy
2: from across the bar. Saw Jeremy from across the bar. <laughs> yeah. Really liked his vibe.
0: Well. <laughs> I really liked his vibe. Oh man! But that said, yeah. It. Thank you, Jeremy, for for joining us for this episode Thank of MVP. The, this is a lot of fun the best we'll say it again and the best award adjacent sometimes gaming podcast on the one shot network